It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. Had a very pleasant Friday evening, Joe Linville. Jordan Mounts, good to have you back on set. Absolutely. Great to be back, Joe. And a new face, Ryan Epling. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, Joey Doss. Joey, welcome to the set of Friday Night uh, uh, Basketball. And uh, you've been around uh, for a few weeks working some of the back scenes. So uh, working in the back, what, what have you seen so far? Well, a lot of stuff that I've not been around before, that's for sure. I mean, uh, it's always good to get new knowledge to come in and uh, learn the most you can get out of it. So whenever you go into the future for something you might be wanting to proceed in life, you can say, hey, I've done that and I know how to. Just to give you a real quick background, you're actually in the broadcast program down at Tulsa High School. Am I correct in saying that? And you're just trying to get a little additional experience as you're still a high school student. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, uh, any game I can get. Uh, I try to go out and get that because uh, broadcasting is something I want to achieve later on. I want to be a sports broadcaster whenever I get into college. Awesome. So, And, Jordan, kind of catch us up with you. It's uh, been several months. Uh, what's been happening down in your part of the world? Well, uh, you know, obviously I'm still highly involved there with uh, Tug Valley High School, doing a lot of their public address and stuff like that for home games and things like that. Um, but also, uh, you know, I just graduated college back in May. Uh, have a bachelor's degree in business administration right now. Actually getting ready to looking and applying and uh, uh, getting ready to apply for grad school. Go back and get my MBA. Oh, and, so uh, you're, you're going to be a professional student. Uh, you might say that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll throw this out there. You know, I, I'm going to go back and get my MBA. That's six years or seven years total. I apologize. But uh, I'm not as much as my dad who went for ten years. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but he's, he's a doctor. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. But anyway, uh, good. Uh, well, congratulations on the degree. And, uh, Appreciate it. Of course, it. Thank uh, you. welcome back on the site. Uh, Rick Marone had administration duties to do tonight, so he is not with us. And Ryan Epling, he is doing the PA duties at a holiday tournament down at Wayne High School. And uh, hopefully he will be on set before the evening's out. He's scheduled to be in, He was scheduled to be in here at about 9.30. They are running behind in the tournament, so hopefully Ryan will arrive sometime <laughs> before we go off the air in the next three hours. Well, so. you remember last time he kind of pulled this where he came in. He said he was going to be in here late. He kind of walked under our stage while talking to us on the phone. <laughs> So uh, we'll he's, have to see what uh, – what, uh, And the helicopter's not available tonight, so he's going to have to drive in. So. <laughs> All right. We know you're looking for scores, so uh, let's get right at it. We actually have – we are covering 104 games tonight, and there is 21 holiday tournaments going on. And now let's take a look at the Marshall University Sports Journalism scoreboard. It was the Tulsa Rebels falling to Pikeville, Kentucky today by a score of 50 to 37. We'll talk a little bit more about that game here in just a few minutes. It was Fairmont Senior going adding another win uh, on their uh, schedule as they knocked off George Washington today, 73-63. It was Spring Valley, the Timberwolves can you continue to flow along as they knocked off Spring Mills 54 to 28. The Martinsburg Bulldogs. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the girls' scores here. So, uh, uh, Jordan, I'll have you do the boys' scores here in a minute. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was. I know when I seen Chapmanville, I know they are in Myrtle or uh, down in Orlando at a tournament. Uh, it was the Lady Bulldogs of Martinsville knocking off Chapmanville 74-55. It was South Charleston, the Lady Black Eagles knocking off Warren, Ohio, 49-33. 
At the end of three, it's the Wayne Pioneers leading the Nitro Wildcats in that holiday tournament down at Wayne by a score of 43-17. A Buckhannon upsher, the Lady Buccaneers, knocking off the Brook Bruins today, 72-36. And it was the Winfield Generals knocking off the Lady Mohegans of Morgantown by a score of 58-46. Now let's take a look at the boys' scores with Jordan Mounts. All righty, now on the boys' side of things, we've got the Liberty Raleigh Raiders taking on the Webster County High. Highlanders and the Highlanders are victorious in that one, 85 to 49. Uh, the Lincoln County Panthers taking on the Doddridge County Bulldogs. Panthers win 78 to 49. It was the Trinity Christian Warriors over top of the Lindsley West Virginia High School, 65 to 55. Going on down, we've got the Polka Dots taking on the Van Bulldogs. The Dots walk away over the Bulldogs, 65 to 40. We got the Spring Mills Cardinals taking on Central Virginia taking on Central Virginia High School. They walk away victorious 52 to 46. Moorfield, the Yellow Jackets taking on the Union Tigers. They win big 74 to 18. Going on down the list, we've got the Summers County Bobcats. They win over the Pawpaw Pirates by wow, what a blowout that one was. 105 to 30, the final score in favor of the Bobcats. The Greater Beckley Christian Crusaders taking on First Love Christian. The Crusaders Take a victory at 68-53. The Tulsa Rebels, victorious over Fairview High School, 61-57. The Wheeling Park Patriots walk away victorious over St. Clairsville, Ohio, 74-61. It is the Lincoln Cougars taking on the Rome, correction, I'm sorry, the Rome County Raiders at halftime. That game is 27-20. And finally, in AAA, the Woodrow Wilson Flying Eagles taking on the Wyoming East Warriors. At the end of the third quarter, that score is 58-33. to That's your scores from around the Mountain State. Back to you, Joe. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism scoreboard. And, of course, you can always get scores at basketballnight.com. Anyway, uh, a lot of things going around uh, the state uh, this evening. And we even have a lot of teams that are down in the south playing in holiday tournaments. We've got teams down in the Myrtle Beach area. We have teams mm-hmm. in Florida Anywhere, uh, and like I said, uh, when we came on the air, we got 21 uh, teams or 10, 21 tournaments going on in the state of West Virginia. So uh, the holiday tournament uh, is in full swing tonight. A lot of them started last night going into tonight, and a lot of them will finish up uh, tomorrow night at their respective uh, schools. So uh, any thoughts uh, on holiday tournaments? Uh, is your teams playing any of the tournaments, or do they just kind of take a break or play regular season games, Jordan? Uh, you know, uh, Valley didn't take part in any of the holiday tournaments. They're going to be in the Hatfield-McCoy t- uh, shootout here coming up here uh, uh, in January here sometime, which uh, you'll have uh, both myself and Joey here working that tournament, doing a lot of the public address and maybe even some of the broadcasting for some of the games down there as well. But, uh, you know, uh, as far as play, the games that they have played, they, they've had a 10-day break. The, this is actually tonight they're playing the Westside Renegades, have yet to get a score update from that game. So I'm over here sitting on, uh, uh, sitting on nails here a little bit, so to speak. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, having such a break, taking a good break over the Christmas holiday uh, for a very young Tug Valley team, it, it could either be beneficial or, you know, it's, it's a challenge for the coaching staff uh, to actually keep, you know, to, to keep those boys motivated over, over that long break, you know, and keep those uh, uh, 
keep the keep the focus there, especially with such a young team. You know, we we talked about that uh, last week and even maybe the week before. Mm-hmm. You know. Is it good to take a break during the holiday season? It seems like you know, like your teams, you get started at about the end of that first mm-hmm. or beginning of the second week of December. You play two or three games, and then bam, the holidays are upon us, and you take a break. Is that good or bad? You know, and, and we've talked to, to different coaches, and 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 everybody has a different philosophy. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, most of the coaches like to keep that repetition up. You know, that continuity to keep those games going. That's the reason a lot of these teams mm-hmm. have gotten into these holidays. Uh, holiday tournaments. Plus, it also gives uh, some of these schools the opportunity to travel to places they've never been. I know I stopped by my local team this afternoon, and they were getting ready to to pack up and head up to Summersville to the CVB tournament. Uh, And they got a game up there tonight. They're spending the night and uh, playing again tomorrow night against Nicholas County. So uh, then you've got teams like, uh, I know, for example, Logan, I, I'm not sure. I think they're playing down in the Myrtle Beach area, and you've got Chapmanville down near Orlando playing in a big tournament. So you know you got teams just traveling all over basically the southeast part of the country. And uh, Joey, you actually had the call of the game uh, earlier today. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that game? Yeah, it was the uh, Tulsa Rebels in the Ohio Ohio Riverside Classic versus the Pikeville Panthers. And if people who don't know that matchup, uh, Pikeville is a big favor over. Toss Rebels as Toss Rebels is single A, and then you get over in Kentucky, and Pikeville Panthers are always have a very good roster, and like they have very good programs. I don't know if you all watch seen their football program, but they uh, looks like a college team out there with how many kids they yeah, have. Their, they, their football program just got that massive overhaul of their locker room, which resembles honestly a, a collegiate locker room. It's honestly one of the a lot of college teams would be jealous over. Um, I don't know if you saw the videos of that, but the, it's uh, just it's it's remarkable what they've done down there. And then you see their uh, their girls basketball team. They go so deep in their roster. They had a couple great uh, good players. I watched. I interviewed player of the game Grace Bartley. Uh, the game in the second quarter, Tulsa actually shaved it down to a two. They were trailing by two points at once in the second quarter, and then they got get on these little spurts where Tulsa kind of lets their defense uh, not do anything, and then their offense kind of. The steps up. Sarah Jude's a player to watch. It's just we were doing good on both ends, in my opinion. It's just uh, overpowered. They had some big, bigger players as Leslie Stewart down low for Pikeville Panthers. Uh, when she was in, she was a force to be reckoned with. She had three or four blocks on the knot uh, guarding the paint. So Tulsa, I was really impressed by the way they came out and played against Pikeville Panthers. Though, as the score was 50 to 37, but still, you got to lock the effort to not uh, back down from the Rebels against yep. that kind of matchup. You know, absolutely. I'll give you another little bit of a side fact there about Pikeville High School. You know, coming down from Mingo County, it's only about a 20-minute drive from where I live over to Pikeville High School. The interesting thing about that school is it's actually not a state school. It's a city-funded school. Mm. It is funded by the right. citizens of Pikeville, uh, Kentucky. So. Kind of an interesting thing. Not necessarily, it's not a private school, but it's just uh, a public school that's funded by the city. Kind of, kind of an interesting thing. Uh, a good, uh, and now you mentioned that. I, I'd mm-hmm. forgotten about that. A good friend of mine several years ago moved to uh, down to Pikeville, and he actually lived in the, moved into the city limits so his kids could go to Pikeville instead of the county public school. So, uh, you know, kind of interesting thought there. So, uh, what do you think about uh, basketball? Uh, I know you are you a senior, junior? I'm a sophomore. A sophomore. That's hard to believe. This guy's uh, mm-hmm. you know may have a great career ahead of him. But uh, anyway, what's your thoughts on uh, doing the play-by-play of basketball? It's a little different than just sitting there watching it. Oh yeah, play-by-play. I'm always a person. If I'm sitting at my house, I'm uh, 
I'm talking to anyone that will listen to me <laughs> about the game, even if they could care less. So uh, getting the chance to be able to do these games and do play-by-play, it's always fun to me and something I want to just uh, proceed to get better, better with as time goes along. Uh, something I want to make a living off of when I get older, and uh, sports is really the only thing that excites me or I find interesting more than the time in basketball, being able to sit and watch all these great teams and the players that come by, maybe greater players in the future well-known. It's just a, a good thing to sit in and be by. Uh, I, I've got a, you know, what, what sparked your interest to get into sports journalism? And then, you know, there is very few schools uh, in the nation, much less West Virginia, that actually offer, you know, broadcast classes. Well, uh, looking into it, I mean, I watch sports. Tw- this is a big reason. I, I don't tell many people this. It's just the reason. Uh, I've always liked to play sports, and uh, sports I've always played almost every sport I could until I hit high school, and I kind of lost the – I didn't go to the weight room as much as everyone else and everything, so I figured I don't want to play unless I'm going to be super great at this, but I do love watching it and talking about it, so I figured take the other route, and I would like to uh, just talk about the game more instead, and I feel like I I like having knowledge about the game and like to explain it to other people that will listen or are friendly with sports that like to talk about those kind of subjects. Jordan, I'm going to have to swing the question over to you. Same question. What, what, what caused your to you know, spark your interest to get into sports journalism? Well, you know, uh, I'll take it back to probably my sophomore year of high school. Um, I'll even take it back further than that. When I was in 7th and 8th grade going to Kermit K-8, which is a feeder school for Tug Valley High School, um, I was approached by the head coach at the time, Garland Thompson, to uh, assist in doing uh, video, uh, video in the team's games, you know, doing doing that sort of side of it uh, to help them in practice so they could have some game film to watch and critique and everything like that. And then from that point on, it kind of gradually went to where I was doing it for the football team my freshman year and the basketball team my freshman year in high school. And then it just so happened that our first game of my sophomore year at football, they didn't have a public address announcer, and they said, can you do it? And I said, I don't know, but we'll give it a shot. So I started doing public address there um, in uh, my sophomore year f- for football season. Then the head coach for the basketball team approached me and asked me to do it then. And so I started doing public address. I did that for my sophomore and my junior season and my even my senior season there for football. And then I was approached again by one of the people here at Basketball Friday Night, Fred Dameron, um, who basically said, here's a mixer, here's a couple of headsets, this is how it hooks up, do it. And that's kind of how I got my start. And I did 55 ball games my senior year of high school, and I haven't looked back since. Uh, that's actually when you and I met. I went down and I was working for uh, WVOW there in Logan and went down to do a Tug Valley basketball game. And uh, I don't remember, but anyway, the guy that was supposed to do the color got sick, wasn't available. But anyway, and you know, Fred said, I'm going to hook you up with this guy. When he said he was a senior, you know, I, did, I cringe. <laughs> but, uh, Jordan, you, you know, you left an impression on me there. You know, you did an outstanding job. And, and our, I felt like our chemistry worked well, and, and we've kind of become friends ever since. I appreciate since. it, absolutely. So, That's mutual feelings right yeah, here. And, uh, of course, my, my career in, in the radio took a little bit different path. Uh, actually, after high school, I was working 
looking for a local newspaper, a new radio station came to town. I went over to do a story about the radio station, and the guy said, here, sit down here. you got a pretty good voice. And I did some voice <laughs> tracks, and next thing I know, I was an on-air DJ. And, you know, uh, about four months later, it was football season, and I was dragged in to be the color guy. And had never done uh, any kind of sports. And just uh, Dick Calloway, who was uh, the former mayor of Logan and been involved in uh, radio in the state for many, many years. And uh, anyway, he got me involved in it. And then here I am. So (laughs) anyway, we need to take break number one here on Basketball Friday Night. And we'll be back in two minutes with more of the fastest three hours of basketball. You are listening to the Basketball Friday Night here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable in the world. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We want you to follow us on Twitter and a shout-out to some of our latest Twitter followers. In fact, 26 minutes ago, Aaron Kay, Angel McKenzie joined us, Gage Landham, Mama Lovins, Jason Arthur, Josh, Jeremy Harless, Andrew Workman, Brian Guthrie, and David Kirkendall. We thank you for being part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia and being part of the family. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Tweet us your team's score tonight. Tell us about all the tournament action happening and give us your comments on the game, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Big shout-out to all those folks all over the state joining us on Twitter tonight. Go to our webpage, basketballnight.com. You can find out how you can call, tweet, text, and email. Join us on the phone tonight, toll-free, 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. This is Basketball Friday Night, West Virginia's basketball voice. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling welcome back to basketball friday night and we're still looking for rick marone and we're still (laughs) looking for ryan epling but jordan mounts in studio with us tonight uh ryan epling will be joining us uh, a little later and i'm joe linville uh Guy, I want to get. I want to kind of set this up a little bit. When a young man, a high school player from Scott High, uh, hit a three-quarter length of the floor shot. I, I mean, he hit one from the free throw line, but I'm not talking about the one right in front of the basket. I'm talking about the one on the other end. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, and bring him in. And uh, Jeff, good evening, and uh, welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Hey, how are you? 
I'm good. Sounds like you're at a ball game there in the background. <laughs> no, my mom said something about like an alarm going off. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, okay, gotcha. We, it, it was actually on. It, it was actually on our end. And uh, Jeff is a member of the Scott Scout basketball team. And and you guys, I uh, think last Saturday went up and you were playing Lincoln High School up at Chingston, and it was actually at the end of the JV game. And you guys were actually, I think, down by five points. Uh, and you, they inbounded the ball to you, and, and you let go with a shot that you hit from pretty much three-quarter length of the floor. And, I mean, it, you drilled it. Well, what did you think when that ball went through the basket? I, well, I was honestly more shocked that it went in than uh, <laughs> anything, in all honesty. I kind of just threw it up to throw it up, and then it just went in, and I was like, well... What do I do now? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it just came into me. I threw it up and I went in, so... Uh, Jeff is actually a sophomore at Scott High School. And, and Jeff, I've actually watched this young man play basketball probably since he was about knee-high to an mm-hmm. ant. Uh, <laughs> there's a basketball court out in our church parking lot, and Jeff just lives right down the street. And uh, you've been playing basketball for a long time. You played uh, Little League and in middle school, and, and now you're playing for the Scott Skyhawks. Uh, walk us a little bit through your basketball career and the passion to play the sport. Well, I'm... Um... I'm a multi-sport athlete, so I've always had a passion to play sports. And my sister played before me, and I love watching her play. And she went to a couple of state uh, finals, didn't win any, but um, it was still uh, a lot of fun to watch. I'd love to play in a state tournament game at least, um, hopefully make it to a state final game. And it's been one of my passions to always play basketball. Uh, you know, as a kid growing up, everybody wants to become either an NFL player, an NBA player, MLB player, just depending on what sport you play. And I play, I play football, basketball, and baseball. So I mean, I've always wanted just to play sports all my life. So I, grade school, I started uh, playing, and I was, of course, playing the uh, buddy league, and I enjoyed that, and I uh, played fourth and fifth grade year loved it enjoyed it won both of our uh we won both of our uh, boone county tournaments and uh i believe it or not i had uh, my fourth grade year i was on the b team and um uh, it was halftime it wasn't the end of the game but we were playing wharton and uh we rolled the ball up uh to center court and i just when i was uh fourth grade i threw one up in the madison civic center from half court and Nailed that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, kind of, kind of a wow. little bit familiar with throwing up long balls and having them go in with basketball. So maybe, maybe and, Coach McComas uh, needs to have you just standing down there and just throw them into you and shoot. You know? Yeah, well, I had a. Um, it was the first game. I, my mom uh, bought me a headband. It was the first game I wore. It. Uh, <laughs> I threw that up, and everybody, everybody's looking at me saying, "The headband, don't wash it, and uh, play with it." So. Uh, I don't know. That maybe has something to do with it if you're superstitious or not. <laughs> All right. For those folks uh, watching on uh, Network uh, West Virginia and, of course, our YouTube uh, channel, Facebook Live. But anyway, I think we've got the, the clip of this video uh, queued up, and we'd like to take a look at the inbound at the Jeff. Look here. He just takes a step at the – I mean, literally just drills it. I mean, it just – I mean, you couldn't ask for a better shot. I mean, just – did your heart just pump out of your chest when that ball went through the, the through the net? Pretty much, yeah. I I, I kind of uh, threw that up and got a little bit cocky about it and <laughs> stuck up three fingers to the uh, sideline. So 
<laughs> but uh, it, this, it, was, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, you guys come up a couple points short, but still, yet it was a, an awesome finish to what I understand was a pretty good basketball game there last Saturday. Yeah, we we didn't win either one of them, but uh, I, of course nobody likes to lose. But I mean, I do anything and everything that I can for uh, my teammates and my team to win. So yeah, I think the uh, even if I just throwing up a three quarter. Uh, court shot and drilling it at the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know the uh, the varsity team there, I think they got beat on a buzzer beater as well. They lost by two points. But a uh, couple great games there, and uh, it's always good when student athletes get out there and, and uh, you know, it goes down to the wire. That That's the games, you know, you enjoy watching. So, Jeff? Go back and enjoy your family. Yeah, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your vacation to, to call in and be on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. All right. Jeff All right. Uh, Jeff McCoy, sophomore uh, basketball player for the Scott Scouts, drilling that three-quarter length uh, shot. Jordan, you ever seen anything like that in high school basketball? You know, I, I, I can recall this one play back, I believe it was my junior year of high school, when uh, Tug Valley, again, was playing Belfry High School in the uh, Mountain Schoolboy Classic. And uh, Tug Valley had a uh, two, or a correction, a one-point lead. Um, with uh, approximately three seconds to play. They got the, uh, this other team, which was from Kentucky. If I'm not mistaken, it was Harlan County, Kentucky. Inbounded the basketball, and the kid launched one from about that far out. And it, it went in, and we walked away in defeat on that one. I don't like talking about our losses too much, but, you know, <laughs> I'll give that kid credit. I mean, it's what, what can you do to defend a shot like that? Exactly. I mean, it can't, they weren't even guarding him. I mean, they just stepped back. Of course, you know, that particular shot didn't have any bearing on the game, but it could right. have. You know, if it had been, you know, down by down by two instead of down by five, that, that could have been a game winner. But, I mean, I'll uh, take this back a couple of weeks ago whenever the Tug, whenever Tug Valley and Tulsa were playing, and uh, the, that five-foot-eight freshman uh, guard there from Tulsa who hadn't really hit a, uh, a three-pointer all day long, he drilled that thing, and he was like ten foot beyond the arc. wasn't the distance, but yeah. you know, whenever the whenever the pressure was on, he had ice water in his veins. And I'll give him all the credit in the world. I mean, he he drilled that shot there a couple of weeks ago. You know, all of our producers here at Basketball Friday Night are always uh, coming up with new, innovative ideas, and we're actually going to. Uh, Add another one of those features to the show tonight. Uh, we actually, over to the left of our set, we have our uh, our score desk. Uh, and this is where the scores come into. These guys are over here adding scores. So if we could maybe get a shot of these guys over here working on scores, uh, the Marcus Constantino and uh, and uh, they're working on gathering scores from across the state. So if, if you have a score of a ball game tonight, uh, tweet those in to us. Uh, it's uh, our Twitter is at hoops underscore roundup. Uh, you can email them to scores at basketballnight.com. You can uh, call them in at eight five five seven eight four six six seven seven. You can go to our Facebook page and send them to us. Just any way uh, you want to get us those scores. Like I said, we have a hundred. 104 games on tap. I don't think we've ever had that many games in one night. And uh, 21 holiday tournaments. That's just hard to believe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and this is kind of a – and we had this conversation a little earlier, Joe, about, you know, a lot of teams have different philosophies, whether they want to actually take this off as like a break or they want to uh, keep playing, keep the momentum of the season going. 
And to have 104 games on a Friday night alone over the state of West Virginia, that's insane. And while the students are on holiday break. I mean, they're on Christmas break between Christmas and New Year's. This is, of course, our Mm -hmm. final show of the uh, 2000 the calendar year of 2018 of course will roll on i think it's show number 78 next week so but uh, anyway there's just so much going on around the state and uh, we're going to take a break here in just a couple minutes but then we'll get you a scoreboard update but but getting back to the philosophy of the tournaments mm-hmm. uh, you know gives these kids the opportunity to travel yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it takes money. That's the downside yeah. of it. You know, you got to go out and have fundraisers, or you have to have a good supporter behind your program, or you South know, Asia somebody's got yeah. deep pockets or has some money to back you. But, but anyway, you know, the, like I said, uh, I know uh, some schools down in Florida this week, and mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of usually it's a lot of your bigger programs that. Yeah, but that's what it there, takes. There was a few years ago. I mean, that that schools go all over, you know, traveling uh, for tournaments and stuff over the holidays, you know. Uh, but one I can actually recall that I actually got to travel to and covered four ball games down there was when Tug Valley went down and uh, played in the uh, uh, Joe Miller Invitational in. Uh, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. I'll get the uh, city out in a moment here. Uh, that was an excellent tournament down there. And we saw some uh, Tug Valley uh, that I can recall down there. There were th- four teams down there that I know of that were in the top 100 in the nation. So the competition down there was just insane. Tug Valley alone played the number 27-ranked team along with uh, another team, the host school down there, that was ranked 175th in the nation, according to Max Preps. So... You know, the competition level at some of these out-of-state tournaments like this, unreal. And, and got to meet some interesting people. I actually sat right beside the head coach and assistant coach of Rutgers University there for one game broadcasting. I'm not uh, not trying to, to toot anybody's horn, but mm-hmm. uh, a game that we had not covered, it was because it was last Saturday, uh, a repeat of the Class AA uh, state championship game from uh, the Charleston Civic Center was actually played in Chapmanville last uh Last Saturday night, Chapmanville came from behind and knocked off Fairmont. Everybody thought, you know, Fairmont may have enough horsepower to knock off Chapmanville this week. But, of course, being on Chapmanville's home floor and whatever, and they said the atmosphere was phenomenal. But then uh, Chapmanville goes, you know, everybody's saying, oh, Chapmanville's going to the tournament undefeated. Well, they went down to this holiday tournament in Florida and got knocked off. I think it was uh, Perry County, uh, Central Kentucky, mm-hmm. actually knocked them off yesterday. But uh, it was, in a, I think, a very close score. But uh, you, you never know. You know, it, you, you travel that far and, you know, you're kind of out of your element. And absolutely. And, you know, you're going to be facing some of the better competition, obviously, from around the country. If you see teams that are traveling that far, generally, you're going to get some great competition. And a lot of these schools are uh, not your typical kind of high schools, I guess is the best way to put it. Some of these are preparatory high schools, preparatory schools that, you know, are actually prepping some of the greatest athletes here across the country to go to the next level. And uh, whenever you get into teams like that, Public schools here, uh, public schools and even even private schools here locally, they just don't. You don't get the opportunity to to get the kind of the caliber of players that they do in such mass numbers. It's time for break number two here on Basketball Friday Night. You're listening to the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. 
High school basketball action in West Virginia's heating up as teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that has already sent texts, tweets, and emails. Continue to do so. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us tonight on the phone. Share your team's game. Call toll-free. 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can also text the show. Text scores to 304-249-4924. 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. And a shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers, WBOY12 Sports Zone. Thanks for joining us, ML Matheny and Gracie. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back uh, to the second 30 minutes of the first hour of the fastest 30 hours in uh, basketball. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. And I'm Joe Linville, and joining me on set is Jordan Mounts. And uh, hopefully uh, Ryan Epling will be joining us a little bit uh, later. Uh, Rick uh, Marone had uh, been a you know assistant principal at school. You know you've mm-hmm. got administration duties to do, administration duties to do. So we kind of let him off the hook tonight. So <laughs> give uh, Jordan the opportunity to come back and be on the set with us. And uh, Jordan, I, I do want to before we get to the scoreboard real quick, just uh, throw back to March. Uh, mm-hmm. You were actually covering the state tournaments for us, and you were uh, we were. Skyping in with you. What kind of experience was that? That was had never been done uh, on on this program or anywhere in the state before. You know, Joe, looking at the the just the competition that you get at the state level every single year, just it, it's just unreal to be able to be to be able to sit there and 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 absorb all that high quality basketball, some of the best basketball from the state of West Virginia. But to be able to Skype into the show while it was different, you know. I, it was a, it was a great experience because you know not only did I get to watch this the greatest show on the hardwood there in front of us I guess if you want to call it that <laughs> but uh, you know not only did I get to get to watch some great basketball but I got to call in report in you know two of my favorite things in the world watch sports and report about sports so 
it was a great great opportunity and it was it was a lot of fun something that honestly I, I would love to see us do a little bit more of here in the future and uh, you know maybe we can work that into our concept and of course we'll be back at the state tournament covering the games again this year and that, that's pretty neat you know mm-hmm. giving live uh, score updates as they're happening so uh, anyway we know you're looking for scores so look no more go to basketballnight.com scoreboard now let's take a look at our Marshall University Sports Journalism Scoreboard. First of all, let's take a look at uh, some games going on across the state of West Virginia. In a final, it was Webster County, the Highlanders, knocking off Liberty Raleigh, the Raiders, 85-49. Another final was Lincoln County, Coach Rodney Plumley and his uh, Panthers knock off Doddridge County, 78-49. It was Trinity Christian, the Warriors over Lindsley High School by a score of 65-55, and that was in the Undo's tournament, uh, holiday tournament. It was the Polka Dots over the Van Bulldogs, 65-40. It was Spring Mills, the Cardinals, knocking off Central Virginia High School, 52-46, and that game was in the Skip Fowler tournament going on in Martinsburg. In a final, it was the Yellow Jackets of Moorfield knocking off the Union Tigers 74-18. Summers County, the Bobcats over the Pawpaw Pirates 105-30. Worth County, the, uh, the Tigers over the Wahama Falcons 61-53, and that was in the Worth uh, Holiday Tournament Consolation game. It was Tuscarora, Virginia knocking off the Washington Patriots uh, tonight, 79-60. Another final, it was Martinsburg over Frederick Christian Academy from Maryland, 72-19. Also in the Work County Champions bracket, it was Williamstown, the Yellow Jackets, knocking off the Buffalo Bisons by a score of 65 In the Petersburg Holiday Tournament, it was the Petersburg Vikings over Pendleton County, 56-50. And one that went to overtime, it was the Jefferson Cougars over the Faith Christian Academy, 63-55. Jefferson goes 6-0 in the first run. It it went into overtime. Taylor Tennant hit a last-second three-pointer to force the game into overtime. It was the uh, Greater Beckley Christian over First Love Christian, 68-53. Here's a close one. Kaiser, the the Golden Tornadoes, knock off Tucker County, 77-75. It was Tulsa, the Rebels, over Fairview, Kentucky, 61-57. Wheeling, the Wheeling Park, the Patriots over St. Clairsville, Ohio, 74-61. Alex Bargo had 22 points uh, for Wheeling Park. It was the Lincoln Cougars. This game is at the half. Lincoln Cougars lead Rome County 27-20. In a final, Woodrow Wilson, the Flying Eagles, knock off Wyoming East, 73-53. And Chapmanville, this is in that... uh, Holiday tournament. This is a game earlier today. Actually, they beat Perry County Central uh, 71 51, and that's uh, in a big tournament down in Orlando, Florida. And that's a look at the boys' scores. And now here's Jordan with a look at the girls' scores. You know, Joe, we've been going on for a while, but we're not even, we're not halfway done yet. 
in the Morgantown Holiday Tournament. You've got the Chapmanville Tigers who walk away in defeat here, 74-55. to We do not have their opponent here for this game, but that is a final score for that game. It is the Pikeville Kentucky Panthers that took on the Tulsa Rebels. The Panthers walked away in victory here, 50-37. to I had the final score in that one. The Montcalm Generals walk away victorious over Craig County, Virginia. 46-36, final score in that one. The Fairmont Senior Polar Bears walk away with the victory over the George Washington Patriots, 73-63. It was the Lincoln Cougars that got the win over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, single-A, double-A basketball versus single-A basketball. Final score of 38-34 in that one. We have the Spring Valley Timberwolves that took on the Spring Mills Cardinals. Timberwolves walk away victorious in that one, 54-28. It was the Martinsville Bulldogs taking on the Chapmanville Tigers. The Bulldogs get the win in that one, 74-55. The Hurricane Redskins uh, took on the Chesapeake, Ohio High School in the Wayne Tournament. I'm I'm assuming that's where our friend Ryan Epling is at. 50-35, the Hurricane Redskins walk away victorious in that one. Scrolling on down, we've got the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaders that took on the Herbert Hoover Huskies. 63-28, your final score. That was at the Mary O Tournament. The Crusaders get the win in that one. South Charleston, the Black Eagles taking on Warren, Ohio. Black Eagles cruise 49-33, the final score in that one. It was the Doddridge County Bulldogs taking on the Ritchie County Rebels. Bulldogs walk away with a victory, 54-48. That one actually went into two overtimes, single-A versus triple-A school right there. It was the Wayne Pioneers taking on the Nitro Wildcats again at the Wayne Tournament. Pioneers walk away victorious in this one, 56-26. Scrolling on down, you've got the Ripley Vikings taking on the Capital Cougars. Vikings walk away in, uh, with the victory on that one over a triple-A opponent, 52-38. You've got the Buchanan Upshire Buccaneers over the Brook Bruins, 72-36. Quite a victory on that one. And finally, the Winfield Generals take the win over the Morgantown Mohegans, 58-46. Final score in that one. That's a look at the scores from around the Mountain State. Joe, back to you. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism scoreboard. And uh, anyway, uh, Jordan, just, you know, Anything jump out at you, the NBA scores. I tell you what, there's a couple of lopsided scores up, especially in the Eastern Panhandle tonight. You know, not only the lopsided scores jumped out at me, but there was a couple of major upsets there, if you want to call them that. Your single A's beat some triple A schools. That's that's impressive right there. Uh, those are the scores that really jumped out to me, Joe. And uh, let's go back to the phone lines. And joining us now is a guy who I'm sure has probably got a big smile, may have a suntan uh, at this point, <laughs> Coach Brad Knapper, head coach of the Chapville Tigers. And, Coach, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, how's the weather in uh, beautiful, sunny Florida? Oh, it's great. It was 85 today, and, and, and it, was, it was just beautiful. It was almost that here. No, not really. It was, <laughs> it was in the uh, low 60s today. So, uh, But anyway, let's talk about uh, your team a little bit. And, of course, uh, Chapmanville back on track after that state championship run in Class AA last year. And uh, you guys uh, had a tall order in your uh, Bob Runyon Memorial Tournament last weekend down at Chapmanville. And, and man, you guys come off uh, with a big victory over Fairmont. A lot of, a lot of people thought that uh, maybe this was the year for Fairmont to reload, but uh, – it was a heck of a basketball game. 
Yeah, we've we've played a, a you know a, a really really tough stretch of games starting with Scott on you know Wednesday and, and Shady on Friday and turned around Fairmont on Saturday, you know, and then we were you know down here um, um, yesterday and today. So we've had a, we've had a tough stretch of, of games here the last uh, uh, five uh, five or six games. Coach, before we get in and talking uh, about the the tournament you're in there down in Florida, I just want to get your opinion. Obviously, uh, I I can probably almost know the answer. We were talking off uh, a little earlier. You know, you start your season there at about the second week of December. You get into full swing. And then a lot of times in the past, you know, you get this big 10, 12-day break. But now all these holiday tournaments and, uh, you know, you a lot of teams like you guys, you travel. But you get into these tournaments, uh, you know, to face some different competition. What's your thoughts on it? Obviously, you like it or you guys wouldn't be in Florida playing in one. Yeah, I think it's great for, for your, you know, your team chemistry. The guys get to get out of town and spend some time together. And, and not only that, but, you know, you get to go play teams you don't normally get to see and – you know, teams from out of your area, and you can kind of get your gauge yourself on what you need to improve on and and what you need to work on, things like that. You know, we we played a team out of Cincinnati yesterday, and they beat us in overtime. Uh, you know, we had we had a three point lead, um, and a kid hit a shot at the buzzer to put it into overtime, and they ended up beating us in overtime by two. And but it, it was just a, a you know a hard fought game, and I think it, it's a, this type of game that'll you know prepare us. You know, for, for hopefully another uh, deep tournament run, Coach. You know, traveling to some of these uh, uh, holiday tournaments like you all have done here this year, uh, the competition level, especially coming out of state like this, to some of these preparatory schools like that, is a lot greater than what you get here. Uh, sometimes traveling here just around the mountain state can 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 you tell us a little bit about the competition level that you're facing down there uh, as compared to some of the the stuff that you see uh, up here in the uh, uh-huh. West Virginia? Yeah, it's, I mean, anytime you go out of state, you know, you see some really good teams because, uh, you know, most schools, unless you, you've got a, a strong team and a strong program, you don't you don't bring your, your, your teams to tournaments like this, you know. And the, the team that we played yesterday was, a, you know, the team out of Cincinnati. They, they got about 2,600 kids in their school. Um, you know, they were six or seven and one coming into this thing. So, you know, they had a really, really – their only loss was by one point. To one of the top uh, teams in in Ohio, so uh, you know they 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 were a very very good team, coached really well, and, and you, you get to see a lot of different types of teams when you come to tournaments like this. You'll see teams with with a lot of big kids, and you'll see teams that got really good guards, and and uh, it just it just it's a different different kind of atmosphere, and it's more of a tournament type, almost like a state tournament kind of atmosphere where you got to play three games in three days or three games in four days. Coach, uh, talk a little bit, little bit about your game today. It's probably a, a team you're uh, a little more familiar with, uh, being a little more, uh, you know, regional. Uh, you know, you guys uh, picked up a victory today. And uh, to kind of get your yourselves, I guess, your feet back under you after that uh, disappointing loss yesterday. Well, we, we got today's game against Perry County. Uh, we, we got the game more at our pace, which is up and down, fast, more of a fast-paced game. Uh, the team we played yesterday was – they slowed up on us and played really slow. And uh, as you could probably tell, the score was in the 40s, uh, and that was in overtime. So, you know, it was a very low-scoring game, and they were very, uh, very fundamentally sound and and just played extremely slow. And uh, the team today was we we got the game more fast-paced, and and that's the way we like to play. And our kids are more comfortable playing playing at that pace. 
And, uh, Coach, I'll, I'll let you throw this in. I think you guys or some of your guys got to go over maybe to Disney World yesterday for a little bit and, and, and take in uh, some of the sights and sounds over there as well. Yeah, we, we went over to Disney today for a little while, and, and I think we're going to do Universal uh, uh, maybe tomorrow. So, you know, we're, we're, we're able to get away and do some fun things with the kids and, and uh, you know, uh, just spend some quality time, you know, with the players and let, let them kind of uh, bond a little bit and, and uh, have a good time, you know, and make, make memories that they can, they, they'll have forever, you know. And that's, that's part, of, I think, uh, part of high school, you know. Um, and I think that this is a great opportunity for these guys. All right, talking to uh, Coach Brandon Napper, the head coach of the Chapville Tigers. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us on uh, Basketball Friday Night. Uh, more importantly, enjoy your your little your little trip there and the sights and sound of Central Florida, and, and good luck uh, tomorrow with your team. But uh, most importantly, travel back safely uh, over the weekend. All right, thank you all for having me on. All right, we'll have uh, we'll have you on a little later in the year. Coach uh, Brian Napper, the head coach of the uh, Chapmanville Tigers, is the uh, Chapmanville team down in Orlando playing in uh, in a tournament. We need to take a break. This will be break number three here for Basketball Friday Night. You are listening to us on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. R.J. Klein, Sherman Tide, Jesse Muncie, Tulsa Rebels. And tonight, you'll meet someone new representing the Nicholas County Lady Grizzlies. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, and click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab, fill out the nomination form, We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Don't forget to join us tonight and vote in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight, and then we'll share the results with you. Last week, the poll question was, should girls basketball be kept in winter or moved back to the fall? 60% of you voted to keep it in winter. This week's question Should the 22-game regular season limit be changed? Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll, and you'll see the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you've got till 11.45 tonight to vote, and, of course, we'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Basketball Friday Night, West Virginia's high school basketball voice. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 
Jordan Mounts and Joe Linville in studio. Ryan Epling will be joining us a little later uh, this evening. And uh, Jordan, it's just uh, hard to believe some of the weather we were ha- we're having. We were talking about this last week. You know, we've had a lot of rain, mm-hmm. but the temperatures. I mean, you know, we were in the low sixties today. You know, if if any of our listeners follow me on Facebook, then you can relate to a post I made about a year ago when I said I think I just saw a penguin, and this was <laughs> this was on the campus of West Virginia Tech University there in Beckley. You know, we certainly haven't had that kind of weather here right now. Uh, here recently, but I'm not, I am not one to, to, to complain about that at all. All right, uh, let's go back to the phone lines, and joining us now is uh, Super Dave Morrison. Dave, uh, good evening. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good. How's the weather over in your neck of the woods? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm actually in Beckley, and I think I just saw the same penguin. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty nice here in Beckley tonight. I heard that. I know. Uh, I think uh, over toward uh, you know uh, Greenbrier and Pocahontas, and up through the eastern Panhandle, got a lot. Uh, I think maybe a little more rain than we had over in the central and and western part of the state. But anyway, we're here to talk basketball and uh, what's happening at the uh, at the uh, Armory this weekend. Well, they have the Little General Battle for the Armory. Uh, going on tonight, Love and Greater Beckley in the first game. Um, kind of, it was a close game. Greater Beckley played pretty well against this traveling. It's kind of a national team. One of those teams that travels around, plays different teams. Uh, stayed with that team uh, that I understand has four or five Division One signees. Uh, stayed with them. Got the game within three. Uh, in the end, they ended up losing by double figures. The nightcap was Woodrow Wilson. Now, you talk about a team that really, really needed to win. It was Woodrow Wilson starting 0-3 for the first time in school history. And you think about that. You, you would think that somewhere along the line, Woodrow might have had a down season, but uh, never have they ever have they started 0-3. Really needed to win. Ended up getting that uh, in 20-point fashion against Wyoming East. I think it was 71-51. I checked my stats. I should have had that ready. I apologize for that. But, uh they did win by 20 points, and uh, like you said, we were really in need of, need of a win. Starting out 0-3, I talked to Chris Radford, their senior shooter, after the game, and uh, I asked him what it was like going to Christmas break with a uh, an 0-3 record for the first time in school history. He said, well, you know, you go to the mall, you want to buy your mom a, a Christmas present, and everybody wants to know what's wrong with the team. That's kind of how it is with Woodrow Wilson basketball. Of course, Wyoming East, a very uh, sorry tradition themselves and they, they just played one heck of a killer schedule to start the season because of course uh, woodrow one of those uh, powerhouse teams that uh, seem like you know after, after graduation they find ways to reload what's the atmosphere uh, like over to uh, armory uh, this weekend well it ended up being a pretty good crowd of course you got the west virginia bowl game going on uh this evening <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> watching oh. <laughs> Yeah, I understand it. He got pretty ugly there again. But uh, it was a pretty good crowd. It ended up being a pretty good crowd. Wyoming East always draws well. And, of course, Woodrow's going to draw well, when they're, especially if they're playing a local team. Uh, and, like I said, Woodrow really just needed a win. I was I was impressed because of the bowl game. Uh, I was impressed by the crowd that did show up tonight. And uh should be two good games tomorrow. Woodrow will play first level in the championship game at 8 p.m., and Wyoming East will play uh, 
Greater Beckley uh, at 6 p.m. in the consolation game. Now, it'll be Greater Beckley's second game in uh, three months against the team from Wyoming County. They beat Westside last night. Interestingly enough, Greater Beckley was in the game with his greater uh, first love team, rather, and uh, they did that without Jay Moore. Their leading scorers averaging 26 points. He sat out the last two games, um, and uh, that doesn't look like he's going to play tomorrow either. Not an injury or anything. Uh, but even without him, you know, they were right there with greater back, well, first love, rather, and they beat Westside last night without him as well. So it just shows you how deep greater Beckley is and a real good single he came here in the area. You know, looking like you were talking about there, starting off at an 0-3 fashion there for uh, Woodrow Wilson, and then unfortunately, yeah, and then they came back and got that win here today. Uh, from from your standpoint and from what you've covered here these games do you think uh, do you think this is going to be the uh, the the stepping stone that they needed that's going to uh, get them going in the right direction here for uh, the rest of their season well yeah i i do and i asked Bryce Ralph for that same question as well and he think he said we were this was a make or break game for us we needed to win here but he did say they were confident in the three losses that they were going to win he said that's just with a basketball we always think that we're going to win, and I think just just getting a win to get that taste of over three out of the mouth would be a big a big thing for them. But again, they're playing a national travel team that has uh, some really good athletes. It should be a great matchup tomorrow night, and uh, they got some shooters. Woodrow Wilson's got some bigs. They actually they kind of own the boards tonight against Wyoming East. Uh, good mixture. They play a, a, a team that uh, with a little more seasoning. They've only got a couple guys. That were regulars last year, Danny Bickey and uh, and Rapper, Bryce Rapper, but they're both very good shooters. Uh, they got a Gillum kid inside a big that's pretty good. Mike Hancock's a football player who's uh, also a basketball player and a very good player. They've got they've got the, a nice nucleus there, at least in their top five, uh, six or seven. You know, Dave, that, that should be an outstanding game tomorrow night. You know, you got two locals there that'll uh, that'll tee it up there in the. Uh, uh, the Raleigh County Army. What's the new name of it? I can never remember the new name of it. I think it's the Be- – I always refer to it as the Army. I think it's the Beckley Raleigh County Convention Center. Yeah, That's I it. think you're That's right. <laughs> I, you know, it's always been the, the Raleigh County Army as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dave, we got – uh, to get everything down. Yeah, we've only got about 30 seconds. Any other games you followed uh, of no, uh, notoriety over the last week? Well, uh, the West Side Green, Greater Beckley game was interesting. Uh, now, tomorrow, Wyoming East is playing Parkersburg South. That's a girls' basketball game. Tomorrow's about 4.30. Uh, down in New Richmond, I'll be at that game. Emily Saunders, who signed with Tennessee, right. is uh, 13 points from 1,000 for a career. And you think about this, the last the last three years, they've had uh, Gabby Lupard's 1,000. Jazz Blankenship, who's still on the team. At a thousand, uh, she's already over a thousand, and now uh, Emily Saunders ready to join that group too. So it's been quite a run for Wyoming girls, and that's uh, tomorrow four thirty. Oh, that ought to be a great one too. So I'm sure you'll probably uh, possibility of a packed house there in Beckley tomorrow night. Oh, I think that I think that there should be. Uh, I think what Woodrow can do match up athletics with the first love, and that should be. That's keep them in the game. Dave, thanks very much. we got to go. We've got a hard break coming up in five seconds. Okay, you are listening to Basketball Friday Night on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Yeah. 
For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including WKQV in Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County, 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits, 106 WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock, 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton, The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZ, LP, Edmund, Beckley, Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP in Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP in Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFG8 Fort Gay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Thanks for joining us tonight. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. One down, two to go in the fastest three hours of uh, high school basketball in the state of West Virginia. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Jordan Mounts, I'm Joe Linville, and uh, Ryan Epling hopefully will be uh, headed our direction in the uh, very near future. Ryan is the uh, the voice of the Wayne Pioneers, and they had a holiday tournament uh, tonight, and he had to do those duties, but he, uh, hopefully he's on his way uh, up. Uh, to our location here on the, in the studios at Marshall University. And, uh, you know, while we were on break, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or one of our social media outlets or on uh, Network West Virginia, uh, and you saw a lot of the uh, high school pictures, we would like for you to submit your pictures to us. Get your team uh, up there in a little publicity forum. You can send them to at uh, hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. Uh, you can email them to us at scores at basketballnight.com. Uh, so we have a now have a Facebook page. Uh, so we're out there. All you got to do is go to go to one of your uh, you know sites and and put in basketball Friday night. And we're all over social media. So send us your pictures, and we'll definitely get them up uh, in uh, in the shows ahead. Uh, anyway, we know you are here for scores. 
So let's take a look at the Marshall University score, uh, University Sports Journalism scoreboard. And first of all, let's take a look at the girls from across the state. Jordan. All righty, girls high school basketball across the mountain state. Several good games going on right now. Uh, we've got uh, the Berkeley Springs Indians. They were taking on a uh, team from Maryland. Unfortunately, the Indians walk away in defeat here, uh, 54-23. That was at the uh, Hancock uh, Mixer. Uh, going on down, you've got uh, the, Ch- uh, the Martinsville Bulldogs. They walk away victorious over the Chapmanville Tigers at the Morgantown Tournament in that game. 74-55, your final score. The Lincoln County Panthers took on the Pocahontas County Warriors. The Warriors walk away victorious. That was in the uh, Cohen Spangler Tournament. Uh, that's 54-48 uh, to 48 in favor of the Pocahontas County Warriors. Uh, scrolling on down, we got St. Joseph Central taking on a uh, North Gwinnett. Georgia, actually a team, an area that I'm very familiar with from my college days. 74 to 47, the Irish walk away victorious. That was in Cleveland, Tennessee, Holiday Classic. It was the Pikeville, Kentucky Panthers taking on the Tulsa Rebels. The Panthers walk away victorious 50, uh, 50 to 37. We've got the Doddridge County Bulldogs. They walk away victorious over the Ritchie County Rebels. 54 to 48, the score in that one. The Montcalm Generals, 46. The uh, Craig County, Virginia, 36. Scrolling on down, you've got the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears. They walk away victorious over George Washington, 73-63, to your score. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish falling in defeat to the Lincoln Cougars, 38-34. Scrolling on down, the Spring Valley Timberwolves. They walk away victorious over the Spring Mills Cardinals, 54-28. to The Martinsville Bulldogs. Taking on the Chapmanville Tigers, 74 to 55, the final score. Martinsville was on a 23 to nothing run to open the second quarter in that game. Quite a run by those young ladies. Scrolling on down, the Hurricane Redskins taking on Chesapeake, Ohio. The Redskins walk away victorious. That was in the Wayne tournament, 50 to 35. The Point Pleasant Knights taking on the Tug Valley Panthers. Correction. Uh, that game is actually uh, uh, incorrect here on the schedule. Uh, it was uh, the Tug Valley Panthers falling in defeat, uh, forty-nine to fifty-eight. That was oh, uh, we'll get we'll get that one updated here very shortly. Scrolling on down, you've got the Herbert Hoover Huskies and the Parkersburg Catholic Crusaders, sixty-three to twenty-eight. That was in the Mario tournament. The South Charleston Black Eagles taking on the Warren, Ohio, 49-33. Uh, the final score in that one in favor of the Black Eagles. Final score for the Doddridge County Bulldogs over the Ritchie County Rebels, 54-48. That one went into two overtimes with the Bulldogs walking away in victory. 56-26, your final score, Wayne, the Pioneers, over the Nitro Wildcats again in the Wayne Tournament. Bridgeport Indians taking on the Elkins Tigers. Final score, 59-36 in favor of the Indians. The Ripley Vikings uh, went to take on the Capital Cougars. They walk away victorious 52-38, single A, over top of a triple A school, one of those schoolers we just talked about earlier. 72-36, Buchanan Upshur uh, defeats the Brook Bruins. Final score in that one. Summers County Bobcats taking on the Bluefield Beavers. Uh, The Beavers walk away victorious 59-46. 
And finally, the Winfield Generals, 58 over top of the Morgantown Mohegans, 46. That's a look from your. That's a look at your score scores of girls high school basketball from around the Mountain State. Now let's take a look at the boys scoreboard. Joe. Uh, on the boys' side, it was the Scott Skyhawks knocking off the Titans of Gilmer County up in the Summersville CBB tournament at the Summersville uh, Convention Center by a score of 82-51. In the Brook Holiday tournament, it was Nitro Wildcats over the Brook Bruins, 75-43. And a final is Craig County, Virginia, knocking off Montcalm, 53-50. In the Cowan Spangler Memorial Tournament, is Webster County, the Highlanders, over Liberty Raleigh by a score of 85-49. Doddridge County, the Bulldogs were knocked off tonight by the Lincoln County Panthers, 79 or 78-49. Trinity Christian Warriors knocked off Lindsley, 65-55. It was the Polka Dots over the band Bulldogs by a score of 65-40. In the Skip Fowler tournament in Martinsburg, it was Spring Mills knocking off Central Virginia, 52-46. It was Moorfield, victorious over Union, 74-18. Summers County, the Bobcats, over Pawpaw, 105-30. It was Wirt County over Wahama, 61-53. That was in the Wirt uh, tournament, holiday tournament consolation game. It was Tuscarora, Virginia, over the Washington Patriots tonight, 79-60. It was Meadow Bridge over Pocahontas County, 73-60. These are all on the boys' side of the scoreboard. It was Savannah Christian Prep out of Georgia over Point Pleasant, 57-51. Martinsburg, the Bulldogs roll on as they knock off Frederick Christian Academy of Maryland, uh, 72-19. Williamstown knocks off Buffalo, 65-53. That is in the work uh, holiday tournament uh, championship round. It was Petersburg, the Vikings, over Pendleton County, 56-50. And that was in the uh, Petersburg holiday tournament. Here's a game that went to overtime. Jefferson over Faith Christian Academy uh, by a score of 63-55. Greater Beckley Christian. Knocks off First Love Christian. Chance Potter, 22 points for Greater Beckley. 68-53 in that game over at the Beckley Convention Center. We'll talk more about that game here in just a few minutes. Hedgesville, the Eagles over Bell D.C. High School, 57-51. John Marshall, the Monarchs over Union Local Ohio, 60-48. It was Kaiser, the Golden Tornadoes, a two-point victory over Tucker County, 77-75. The Logan Wildcats in the Mountain Schoolboy Classic knocks off Pikeville, Kentucky, 70-62. It was the Ripley Vikings coming up just a little bit short tonight as they were knocked off by St. Albans, 62-45. Tulsa Rebels knocked off Fairview, Kentucky. 61-57. 61-57. It was Whaling Park, the Patriots over St. Clairsville, Ohio, 74-61. And that was uh, and Alex Vargo had 22 points in that game for Whaling Park. Nitro Wildcats victorious over Brooks, 75-43. It was Chernado, Virginia over the Lewis County Minutemen, 62-53. Uh, Lincoln Cougars over Roan County. This game is now final 52-40. to Woodrow Wilson, the Flying Eagles over Wyoming East tonight. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this game also in just a few minutes. The score on that one was 
And down in Orlando, Florida, it was the Chapville Tigers knocking off Perry County Central Kentucky by a score of 71-51 in the Rock Holiday Classic. And that's a look at your Marshall University sports journalism Scoreboard. I tell you what, man, we had, the scores are rolling in. 104 games on tap tonight, 21 holiday tournaments across the state. So our phone lines are backing up, so we're going to have to get right to it. And uh, first of all, let's bring in uh, the voice of the Beckley Woodrow Wilson Flying Eagles, Fred Persinger II. And, uh, man, uh, in the back door there over to Armory and a big game for the uh, Woodrow Wilson tonight. Yeah, it was, it was a good win for Beckley. Beckley needed this. Uh, for the first time in the history of Beckley basketball, Beckley was 0-3. So uh, Beckley needed this win tonight, and they, they got it. They played pretty good ball, still not playing great basketball. But, I mean, anytime you beat Wyoming East uh, by 20 points, it's always a, gr- a great program. Uh, Beckley got a good win. Beckley put uh, three players in double figures tonight. So it's always good to get a win for Beckley, and they get that first win big for this team, who is uh, a young ball club. Uh, they lost 80% of their scoring from last year, so – I got a couple of sophomores getting a lot of playing time this year for Beckley. So, uh, and I don't want to say rebuilding, more of like a reloading thing for Beckley, but uh, this Beckley team will continue to get better as the season goes on. I do want to say uh, one thing. You all mentioned that Greater Beckley defeated First Love. It's actually reversed. Oh, okay. First okay. Love Christian defeated Greater Beckley. Yeah, so that the, the score was right, but uh, First Love defeated Greater Beckley. All right. Appreciate that. So, uh, so now I presume that now sets up First Love taking on Woodrow tomorrow night, correct? Yeah, yeah, we'll play tomorrow night. First Love will be the third straight year. Beckley and First Love has played in the championship game of this tournament, and uh, First Love Christian has won uh, the first two times, and they're a very good ball club. They're 9-3 and three now in the season. Uh, they feature some size. They've got three or four kids. They're 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, uh, they've got a, a very good shooting guard who's getting looks from Arizona State, and uh, uh, WVU's looking at him as well, and they've got uh, – Another kid that's got offered from LaSalle. And they've got one of the top juniors uh, guards in the country. So uh, I know in the first quarter against Greater Beckley tonight, they scored, they shot and made eight three-pointers. So uh, they like to shoot the ball on the outside. So this will be a big test for Beckley tomorrow night. Fred, you know, you talk about uh, starting off 0-3, and you're very familiar with this Woodrow Wilson basketball program. What does that win tonight do for your program? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, it does great uh, great things. I mean, because this is a young ball club, and then they do return Bryce Rafford, who is averaging twenty six points per game. He finished the game tonight with sixteen points, or, or check that nineteen points. I think was in the game tonight. Um, well, no, I'm I'm right. <laughs> sixteen points the first time. Uh, he had sixteen points. Danny Vicky had sixteen points, and Micah Hancock had fourteen points. So the three of the four seniors scored in double figures tonight. But uh, it's big for this team because uh, honestly. Coming into the game tonight, when you looked at the numbers for Beckley, Beckley offensively played well enough to be 3-0. and I mean, Beckley coming into the game tonight was shooting 48% from three-point range, uh, 44% from two-point range, 80% from the free-throw line, but we couldn't get stops at the right time. I mean, we played I, who I think are the two best players in the state in Caden Matheny from uh, University in a game that Beckley lost 93-83, and then we come back the next night and play David Early and Logan uh, and lose that game 77-76. So uh, Beckley has played well enough to win offensively, but it's getting these young guys to understand Beckley defense and 
that's something that is coming along. Yeah, getting a little experience under the belt uh, will pay off as the season rolls on. And I'll tell you what, their schedule really doesn't get any easier. Uh, of course, you got Riverside, then Capital uh, right after the first of the year, and then you got Greenbrier East once again, uh, you know, a rematch of that first game of the season. So, uh, you know, big things coming for Woodrow Wilson as the season rolls on. Yeah, no doubt about it. When you look at the schedule, Beckley always plays a tough schedule. I mean, even look further down the list, we got a, a stretch of four games on the road where we go to George Washington. Uh, we go to Cabell Midland and, and Spring Valley uh, later on in January. And, I mean, no, no, no disrespect to those two teams, but in years past, uh, you looked at that schedule for Beckley, so we got Cabell Midland and Spring Valley. You think, okay, that could be a win. Uh, but not this year. I mean, it's not a given this year. Those two ball clubs are very good, and then, you know, you look at, uh, we still have Wheeling Park on the schedule. We've got Parkersburg South coming up. We play Bluefield, which is a very good class double-A team. So, uh, and, of course, the Big Atlanta Classic will always be challenging as well. So by the time we get to the sectional tournaments and uh, hopefully regionals and states, uh, Beckley will definitely be uh, ready to go and hopefully make a run. All right. Uh, Fred Persinger II, I always enjoy having you on the show. Thank you for calling. Let me call in. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you later in the season. Fred Persinger, the, uh, the second, uh, had the call of the night uh, uh, with that uh, Beckley-Woodrow-Wilson-Wyoming uh, East uh, game over in Beckley. First of all, we are uh, up against a break, but we're going to go right on into the phone line. Joining us now is uh, Dave St. Peter from uh, WRRR up in St. Mary's. Dave, welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Hey, it's good to be uh, good to be with you guys. Good to talk to you again. I think it's probably been football season before you and I had a, since you and I had a chance to even chat. Yes, that that is true. But uh, you know, we're we're into hoops now, and uh, <laughs> we had we had a good one tonight uh, in St. Mary's uh, St. Mary's boys uh, game, our uh, second boys broadcast of the season, our our first home game. We've been on the road uh, for a while, but it was finally nice to get home. Tell us a little bit about that game. You guys uh, played Tyler Consolidated tonight. Yes, uh, it was a seventy-six to sixty win for St. Mary's, and uh, it was a three and three Blue Devil squad taking on a, a four and two Silver Knight squad that uh, brought back uh, three of their uh, star players from a state tournament run last year. But uh, one of those players uh, got hurt at the end of the first period. Tyler West went up for a rebound. Uh, on a shot at the end of the uh, first quarter and uh, came down very awkwardly. He was on the floor for uh, a good 10 minutes while they attended to him. They ended up uh, wheeling him off on a wheelchair. Uh, you know, we uh, haven't gotten any word on his condition, and that really uh, that really hurt the Silver Knights. They, they lost their inside presence, and uh, it really showed. Uh, it was 14-11 uh, to 11 after the, uh, the first quarter, and St. Mary's just pulled away from there. Uh, Dave, your, your team is now, uh, I guess they're now 4-3 and three on the season. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about this program. We've not heard a whole lot about them this season. Well, uh, it's a very young team. There are only four seniors on the roster. Uh, two of them start, and uh, one uh, comes off the bench. It's a very young team. Uh, as I said, they start two seniors and uh, uh, three juniors. Uh, i got four sophomores on the roster. And uh, he, even a freshman, Grant Barnhart, the uh, coach Mark Barnhart's son, uh, comes off the bench for them. And uh, uh, tonight it was a very productive night as they, uh, uh, they went nine deep, and every one of them who uh, played uh, was in the scorebook tonight. So uh, a real balanced effort for him tonight. 
your team gets a, a couple of day break. Uh, they'll be back in action. Uh, looks like on the second uh, against Ravenswood, and then you um, match up. I'm sorry, you yeah, you play Ravenswood again. Then Williamstown, another tough ball game, and and then the season rolls on. You know, you're halfway through, and in the blink of an eye. Yeah, and those two games uh, next week are rematches. Uh, what was it? Uh, they played Ravenswood uh, a couple nights ago, first game, and uh, uh, beat the Red Devils. Uh, what was I think sixty-one thirty-five was the final score. Yeah. Sixty-one thirty-five. Okay, and uh, yeah, it's a very different Ravenswood team. Uh, not the team that we're used to seeing. Of course, they graduated a lot, and uh, they're rebuilding there. Uh, but the uh, game against uh, uh, Williamstown uh, next Friday night, which we also are going to be doing. Uh, that's going to be a rematch of a game of, uh, from a couple weeks ago when they played in Williamstown. Uh, that was a really good ball game as well. St. Mary's uh, had a five-point lead at halftime, but uh, Isaac Cutright for uh, Williamstown came off the bench and scored 11 points in that quarter. Uh, that enabled uh, Williamstown to pull away for a uh, what was I think it was a 13-point win, but uh, you know that's a big rivalry game. They're just 12 miles uh, separated, and uh, you know those uh, the, those two schools know each other well, and it's going to be a chance uh, for St. Mary's to get some payback. And the way they played tonight, uh, they, uh, they should uh, uh, stand a good chance, play a good ball game. Uh, I heard on your scoreboard that uh, Williamstown won again tonight, so uh, it's going to be a good ball game. Absolutely. Uh, Dave St. Peter from WRRR. Ron will be disappointed he wasn't here, wasn't here to get to say that. Always good uh, to have you on the show. I, I know. You're, your producer said that, so I'll have to call back again next week. All right. Sounds good. Dave St. Peter uh, with the St. Mary's uh, Tyler, Coll- uh, Tyler Consolidated Game. He's the sports announcer for WRRR there in St. Mary's. Always great talking to you. Anyway, uh, right. we're up against a break. Uh, we'll step aside and on deck will be the assistant coach of Greater Beckley Christian, Justin Arvon. You are listening to Basketball Friday Night on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Careers in sports journalism are growing with the expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and ever-popular local coverage. Get in the game. Your passion, curiosity, charisma, and a Marshall University sports journalism degree will equip you with a combination for success. You'll be the eyes, ears, and life of the game when you learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd on our Huntington campus. Go behind player stats and game scores. Learn to report compelling stories. Become proficient in breaking news across multiple media platforms. Find out how sports and media impact our society. Marshall University's WPH Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. Join us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup at Hoops underscore Roundup. Don't forget our poll question tonight. This week's question, should the 22-game regular season limit be changed? Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. Vote in this week's poll. If you go to our website, you'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 1145 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share the results this evening at the end of the show. 
Big shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including BSMS Boys Basketball, Kathy Martin, Jimmy Dale Chapman Jr. 24, Kay Sutton, Jamie Prince, Kirsten, Tony Bailey, and Chris McKenzie. They've all become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling <laughs> joe linville jordan mounts and uh, apb has put uh, been put out on ryan epling he should be joining us here uh within our next segment or so uh on the show he had uh, his PA duties to take care of. Anyway, we'll go back to the phone lines with uh, Justin Arvon here in just a minute. Uh, and we know you're looking for scores. And let's shoot it over to our score desk with a couple of score updates. Here's Marcus Constantino and Leslie Scott. We have a few scores in uh, from outside the state of West Virginia. First of all, the Morgantown Mohegans are down in Florida at the Disney KSA tournament. Uh, we just got this score in seconds ago. Morgantown defeats Wilson, Connecticut, 56-51. to That sets the Mohegans up to play in the championship of the Disney KSA tournament. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, they'll be taking on Bayside, Florida. Also, this score just came in uh, as I was reading that. East Fairmont Lady Bees defeated... Hanahan, South Carolina today, 53-24 to in the Carolina Invitational. And, of course, you can send us your final scores from wherever you are. Uh, you can text us at 304-249-4924. You can email scores at basketballnight.com. Or, of course, you can tweet us at hoops underscore roundup. Back to you, Joe. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Marcus Constantino, uh, for those score updates. And joining us now is the assistant head coach of the Greater Beckley uh, Crusaders, Coach uh, Justin Arvon. And, Coach, uh, welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Well, thanks for having me. All right, Coach. uh, Tough one there tonight, uh, a team that uh, has a little bit of notoriety. But uh, tell us a little bit about the game and uh, your perspective of it. Well, uh, you know, we came out with great intensity. Uh, I believe after the first quarter, it was 21-16. to 16. They were shooting the ball extremely well. Uh, we were giving their shooters a little too much space, uh, not getting a hand up. And they've got, you know, six or seven kids with Division One interest. And, you know, their guard, uh, I believe, just received an offer from Arizona State, and he has 13 others. They're really good players, and we just didn't get out on the perimeter and defend very well. At the beginning of the game, they shot 10 for 15 from three in the first half, but we stayed in the game 40 to 28 at halftime, ended up cutting it down to 51 to 48 with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, You know, then they hit a couple drives on us, just got to the rim um, and uh, spread the lead out, and we started pressing, and it ended up being a 15-point game there after, after all was said and done, but... But we're very happy with the effort and intensity that our kids came out to play with uh, against what most people probably thought was a significantly better basketball team. Anyway, uh, you had a young man, Chance Potter, I believe had like uh, 22 points for your team tonight. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Chance. Well, Chance is very athletic. He's 6'4". He's strong, quick. He can jump. Uh, You know, last night against Westside, he had 34 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, tonight he had uh, 
yeah, the, the 22 points, but he rounded out the stat sheet again. Uh, he's just a great senior leader for us. He's extremely intense defensively, and he finishes extremely well on the offensive end. And, and he's got some college interest himself, of course. And we're, we're proud of him and how far he's come. Yeah, you guys are actually off to a pretty good start here early in the season. We, we are. We, we had stumbled right out of the gate. We went down to Tug Valley, and, of course, it's always really difficult to play down there. And we... You know, we had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and uh, made a lot of mistakes there. And then that Tug's a young but good basketball team, and they took advantage and uh, hit a little buzzer beater on us. And we went went home 0-1, but then we rattled three wins off and then uh, the loss tonight to first love. So so I think we're, we're moving in the right direction. Of course, you got to shake off that lo- uh, loss tonight, uh, the heartbreaker. And now you face uh, Wyoming East tomorrow night. What do you know about those guys? Well, of course uh, – you know, everyone in Southern West Virginia knows how tough Wyoming East plays, how strong physical they are, uh, how intense they are, and they can always shoot the ball, and, and it's going to be a challenge. Uh, anytime they step on the floor, it's going to be a, ch- a challenge for the other team. We understand that, um, and our kids understand that. If we come out with the same intensity, uh, I feel like it'll be a good basketball game, and uh, we have every chance in the world to come out on top. If we don't, uh, you'll see a typical Wyoming East-style uh, game where, where they could easily come out on top. So of course, um, it'll, it'll be a good one at 6 o'clock. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a lot of uh, good atmosphere over in the Armory there in Beckley tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I hope so. Tonight was a good crowd for both games, uh, for the battle for the Armory, and uh, hope, hope we see a better crowd even uh, tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what, what are you guys looking at schedule-wise in the next couple of weeks? Well, we, we've got a good bit of games coming up here we we travel um you know we'll we'll see charleston catholic coming up in the next uh week and a half we go to a big one uh at greenbrier west going to st joseph's back to back to back in huntington and uh you know a couple other games mixed in there i don't have the schedule in front of me but but we're we've got a a good schedule coming up here in the next couple weeks all right, uh, Coach uh, Justin Arvon, the assistant coach of uh, Greater Beckley Christian. The Crusaders roll on uh, in a tough tough one uh, tonight, but you guys will regroup and uh, as the season rolls on. Yes, sir, that's the plan. All right, Coach, All right. Thank, thank, thank you very much for joining us here on Basketball Friday Night. And, uh, Jordan, uh, obviously you must have had a chance to see these guys earlier in the season. You know, Greater Beckley Christian, I had the chance to watch these guys uh, – uh, first game of the season, you know, and for whatever it's worth, you know, it was the first game of the season. But that being said, that's a talented group of kids. Um, they're athletic. They hustle. Um, they can jump, but and they're and they're pretty quick. Um, you know, it's a team that's going to get better as the year goes along. And honestly, I think that team has a lot of potential uh, to make a, a pretty deep run in Charleston uh, when. When that time comes here a little bit later, yeah, they've already got a couple of uh, notoriety games under their belt this year, mm-hmm. and and uh, playing in that uh, tournament over at uh, the Armory there in Beckley, and uh, you know they'll continue into that tournament into tomorrow night and uh, get into the regular season as the new year rolls around. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know they they finish that tournament up, and then they uh, and then they go on to take. Uh, take on James Monroe, and then they've got Charleston Catholic, Greenbrier West, uh, local school, and then also uh, uh, St. Joe Central. So uh, four really good games right there, back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back there for uh, for 
uh, great Raider back league. So good basketball for these guys coming up. And uh, if you're if you're in the area, that's that's definitely definitely some games I'd like to be checking out if I was up in that area. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I'd like to get. It's been a long time since I've been to a game in the Armory. I mm-hmm. mean, several years. I'd like to go over uh, and watch some basketball. There's a lot of history uh, in the, in that facility I, 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 I could say the same thing but for high school it is but uh, now actually the last basketball game I got to witness there in the armory was uh, well last year I got to, I went over and watched uh, some of my alma mater play some of their college basketball games over there because you know it's with West Virginia Tech moving to the Beckley campus up there now they're playing all of their home basketball games right there at the armory so all right. Uh, be sure to uh, check out our scoreboard at basketballnight.com. And, of course, you can check those out anytime. Uh, send us your pictures, team pictures, man. i tell you what, we enjoy watching those during Absolutely. the breaks. And uh, we'll get to see more of those here coming up in just a minute. As our – I guess we're halfway through. Throw the yeah. cross flags and uh, we're moving right <laughs> along. And I've seen uh, Ryan Epling – come sliding into the parking lot there a minute ago. So Ryan will be joining us here in, in our next half hour break. I, I noticed that he had actually called us. I was wondering, I was kind of thinking, oh, oh man, is he, is he thinking about making another grand entrance? <laughs> or is the, uh, you know, a, you know, the roadblock down the road somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> we'll continue on as the second half of Basketball Friday Night continues here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. R.J. Klein, Sherman Tide, Jesse Muncy, Tulsa Rebels. Tonight, we add someone from the Nicholas County Lady Grizzlies. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. Have someone remarkable on your team? Did you have an athlete make an outstanding play? You can nominate your team's players become the Basketball Friday Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week, we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, involvement in the community, and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, and click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. We're streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Of course, visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. You can watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Basketball Night WV. Takes just one click to watch. You can listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. And you can also go to our affiliates page. We're on radio stations throughout the Mountain State. And become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family by following us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. This is high school basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. 
Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Welcome back to the second half of the Basketball Friday Night Show here from the studios at Marshall University. Jordan Mounts and, oh, look who appeared. <laughs> Ryan Epling, good to have you back, sir. Heard my name a few times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I get my own team music now. Maybe I need to do this more often. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, calling a holiday tournament down at your alma mater at Wayne. Uh, good to have you back. Yeah, the Wayne girls basketball team goes to 8-0 with a 30-point wow. wow. win tonight over Nitro. Um, uh, uh, Wayne played really well tonight. Um, held Nitro to single digits in each quarter. Uh, 56-26 was the final in that one. Nitro has a really good sophomore named Bailey Goins. She's getting Division One interest right now. Mm-hmm. There were... Uh, there was an assistant coach from Marshall who was at the game tonight. Uh, Wayne held her to nine points, and if you've seen her play or if you know anything about her, keeping her in single digits is a big deal. Um, Wayne gets 16 points tonight from Lake and Atkins, 10 points from Sarah Hooks, nine from freshman Jasmine Tabor. Uh, really a good team effort, and a, that was one of the better games that I've seen Wayne play this year in the four or five now that I've seen. So uh, pick up a, a 56-26 win, 8-0 on the season, and Get a week off for the new year and take on Chapmanville Regional next Thursday night. And while you were away, they moved our food table and set Marcus Constantino and, <laughs> and, and Leslie Scott over there to do the scores. I'm concerned about the food now. <laughs> Where does the food go? It's over behind the camera. <laughs> well, then, then we'll be all right. But, uh, yeah, uh, fantastic night for basketball. I enjoyed the tournament, too. Hurricane picked up a win tonight over uh, Chesapeake, Ohio, in girls' basketball in the Constellation game of the Wayne tournament. Uh, last night, Nitro beat Hurricane in a kind of a, a slugfest, so to speak, 40-32. to 32 is a, a defensive game. And uh, Wayne picked up a win uh, yesterday over Chesapeake, Ohio, by 20. I think that's 56-36 or something in that nature. But, anyway, uh, point being that uh, – you know, uh, good to see some different teams. I don't know the last time that I don't think Hurricane girls basketball has ever played at Wayne before. Um, Chesapeake and Wayne have played before. Nitro and Wayne are in the same conference. That is a non-conference game today, by the way. Um, they play their Cardinal Conference matchup a little bit later on this year. Um, but you know, good to see different teams. Good to see uh, you know some some different philosophies. Saw some familiar faces in different places over the over the past couple of uh, days. So, Friends in low places. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, still, just a good time to get out and watch some basketball and a good gate, you know, good crowd at both good. games. Good. And, um, you know, nice way to spend that week between Christmas and New Year. We got 104 games on tap tonight, 21 <laughs> tournaments just in the state of West Virginia, not counting all the tournaments that in state schools travel to, you know, like down south and into Florida that uh, they're participating in this weekend as well. It's a lot of games. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's a, that's a long scoreboard update. It was. I, it was. was. I was. I thought I was going to have to take a oxygen there halfway through the last one. But uh, you know, uh, it's just again a great time of year, and I know that uh, a lot of schools have gone out of state to play. And um, you know, Martinsburg was very impressive last weekend. Uh, picked up uh, the championship um, in a tournament at Myrtle Beach uh, or at Hilton Head, excuse me, and. Uh, University has played very well boys basketball in uh, the Myrtle Beach tournament the, the last two nights. Lost to a nationally ranked team by uh, 10, Cox Mills, North Carolina, uh, two nights ago. and uh, Beat Sockesty last night. Um, Sockesty, former head basketball coach was? 
I forgot. Dan Dan Tony. Tony. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Marshall that. Yeah. men's basketball coach and uh, a legend in his own right out of Baldwin's West Virginia. Yeah. Speaking of uh, games last week, we had a double-A classic down in Chapmanville, Fairmont and Chapmanville uh, going down to the wire. Chapmanville coming from behind to knock off uh, Fairmont Senior in that uh, tournament. I thought that game lived up to the expectation. I watched it on Facebook. Mm. It's fantastic in 2018, right? But, uh, <laughs> almost, and we're almost to 2019. Yeah, but really. uh, still, uh, I was able to watch that game. I know Fairmont jumped out to about a 10-point lead. Uh, kind of midway through the second quarter. And I don't think either – I mean, the, the, it was a low-scoring game, but both teams actually shot the ball well. It right. was just they couldn't get a lot, a, a right. lot of shots. A lot of defense. Yeah, yeah the defense was very good. Uh, I thought both teams played very well. I thought that was a type of game that you see in Charleston in March on Championship Saturday. It's the type of game – that either team could have won. If you turn around and play that right. game again the next night in Fairmont, it could Fairmont been. could have won, Absolutely. and it would. You know, I don't think that you necessarily look at that as an end all be all, but you look at that as an opportunity for Chapmanville, if it should play out this way, to continue on through the course of the season, to perhaps get the number one seed in Charleston, which in theory gets you a slightly easier <laughs> road to the championship. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not going to be not easy, easy this for year. anybody. No, no. and. Uh, uh, I think both teams came out for the better from that game. I know Chapmanville lost for the first time last night. Right. Uh, lost to Oak Hills, Ohio. Right. Not to be confused with, with Oak Hill, Hill Ohio, <laughs> which is just oh. up the road also. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I wasn't aware that there was uh, there, two Oak, yes, there's Oak Hill, Hill and Oak Hills. <laughs> yes, big difference. Oak Hill is a powerhouse in their own right, right. but in a smaller division, Oak Hills is a very good Division One program, which is the large schools in Ohio. Right. So, uh, you know, no shame in that loss for Chapmanville no. uh, yesterday, a two-point loss. And uh, it's just, again, And, and speaking of losses, you know, sometimes a loss is good. I mean, you know, you, you go on an undefeated streak and, you know, you can let your ego get out there sometimes and, you know, you let your guard down and the next thing you know in, the, in those key games uh, you get knocked off. A loss in December never really hurt anybody. Uh, uh, you know, it's I only think, good. Right. And uh, obviously you want to win every game. I don't oh, think absolutely. It, no, no coach is going to fully agree with that. Yeah, I wish we'd have lost that game in December. We'd have been better off for it. But, uh, you don't hear them say that. But, you but know. It, it's, it, in many instances, that type of game, it's not necessarily – the win or the loss, even though that's what you feel at the end of it. It's playing in that competitive type of tight, low-scoring game. Chapmanville has been in a couple of those kind of grinder games now, even though they're a team that likes to get out and go and can score big numbers. Right. Uh, you want to play in those types of games because those are the types of games you get in in March, and you don't want that to be the first time you've done it. And it makes you better as the season goes on. Sure does. I think that's a lot more than hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Let me say that word right. Hyperbole as well. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. we go. So... Uh, Guys, before we get back to you know everything here, real quick, uh, just want I, I did hear you get to speak with Dave St. Peter W R R R. Oh, you uh, had to do it. Yeah. You only got three W R R R references in there, and in the short time I've been here, I've now got three W R R R references. In. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I can't win. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, always a good time. And, uh, Jordan, I know you've seen some uh, really good basketball games early on. We talked a couple of weeks ago after that Tug Valley game with uh, Greater Beckley Christian, winning one at the buzzer, losing one very late at Tulsa. Yeah. I mean, that's a 
It feels like you go to a Tug Valley game, you might as well skip the first 31 minutes because that last minute is what it comes down to. Yeah, well, unfortunately in tonight's game, it didn't end up that way at all. It was They kind of got beat by about 23 points there. But Happens. very talented West Side Renegade, very talented West Side Renegade ball club right there. So uh, uh, from, what I, from what I've briefly looked over the stats, it, it was a good game up until the fourth quarter, and that's whenever the West Side pulled away. Tell you what we're going to do right now. We're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll get back to the phone lines. We'll also get another check on our Marshall University Sports Journalism, basketballnight.com scoreboard, all that and much more. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia rolls on here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is high school basketball's voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as the teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that called, sent texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. Text the show. 304-249-4924. 304-249-4924. Go to our website. Check out the scoreboard. Find out how you can become connected to the show tonight at basketballnight.com. Don't forget our poll question. This week's question, should the 22-game regular season limit be changed? Give us a yes or no. You've got till 11.45 tonight. Go to basketballnight.com. You'll see the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. It's all at basketballnight.com. school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling 10:44 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling joe linville with you luke creasy is with us now our special correspondent our standout athlete of the week this week is anna hamilton of nicholas county high school yeah, Ryan, you and I have both uh, gotten to see her play this year. They played at Wayne early on in the year, and really an impressive player, uh, kind of a do-it-all uh, player for those Lady Grizzlies. And I was talking to Coach McGurl earlier, and he said uh, 
about her sophomore year, she started getting double teamed, and he said, "You've probably seen the last of of being single teamed." Uh, really, a dominant player. I think she finished with twenty five against Wayne, and against that uh, Lady Pioneer defense. A really impressive player. Yeah, that's a ball club that um, is expected to at least contend for uh, the state tournament come March, and and she really is a do it all type person. Not only on the court. Multiple because she's an outstanding volleyball player as well. Yeah. Uh, but basketball court and then off the court as well, she's a senior class president at Nicholas County High School, vice president of the National Honor Society. I'm, I mean, if, if there's a leadership type position, she's as qualified as anyone. Man, I was impressed when I was talking with her. I, I asked a simple question. So outside of basketball, what else is there to Anna Hamilton? And she hit me with that. And I was like, wow. Uh, just to, to have the maturity in high school, a, a lot of uh, high school athletes and students don't have that maturity to be able to lead, you know, a class president in the class president role, and and, and also to be in several other leadership roles outside of the basketball team. So impressive all around for Anna Hamilton. And Luke has more with this week's standout athlete of the week, Anna Hamilton of Nicholas County High School. The Nicholas County Lady Grizzlies began the year with a record of one and two. Now slipping a game under 500 early in the year isn't the worst situation a team could find itself in. But for Anna Hamilton and the Nicholas County girls basketball team, they knew something had to change. The Grizzlies had very little time together in the offseason, resulting in a wide gap in on-court communication that led to individualized efforts on the court rather than working as a team. Anna Hamilton's efforts to turn around the young season by incorporating team-building activities to fine-tune her team's performance is what makes Hamilton this week's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia standout athlete of the week. I think our turnovers went 28-30-29 our first three games. Uh, then uh, the last four games we're averaging less than 15, so uh, that's been huge. Uh, you know, the more possessions that we don't terminate ourselves, the better off we are. Nicholas County struggled in the turnover category as a team, but Hamilton, a senior for the Lady Grizzlies, noticed that she had some turnover issues of her own in the early goings. Now, she's a big piece of the offense for Nicholas County, but she knew she couldn't do it alone. She needed all five girls on the floor playing together to begin having success. You know, if there's tension between you guys and so forth, then you can't play a team. I mean, basketball is not a single-person sport in in any means. So if if you're going out on the court with the mindset that, you know, I have to get, uh, my points, I have to get my stats and so forth, then you're not going to have a good game because you're not all playing together. Hamilton, with the help of other seniors on the team, began organizing team-building activities to develop a different atmosphere in the locker room because they believed that establishing a bond between teammates off the court could lead to better production on it. Now at 5-2 and two and on a four-game win streak, it looks like those team-building activities are paying off. We've done a lot of... Um bonding activities and so to speak before games and playing poker stuff like that and I think that's helped because we're forming more of a family type of oriented team rather than just a basketball team and you know I think I've had a part in trying to make us closer you know all the seniors have though we had a secret Santa type of thing together and I think all the seniors are really doing a good job in making sure that we're not just friends on the court but off the court as well and that's helped us a lot. It's Hamilton's senior season, the last go-round with the Lady Grizzlies, and there's one thing she wants to do before her high school career comes to an end that perhaps is the fuel behind her drive for better chemistry with her teammates, a trip to the state tournament in Charleston. 
I'm really hoping that this is the year. You know, I, I would hate to go through my last season of high school without making it. Um, going to Charleston is such an awesome thing, an awesome experience for the whole school and the community. So we're definitely, definitely shooting for the state tournament. Hamilton and Coach McGurl agreed that they need to shore up the Grizzlies' defensive effort to reach the tournament at the end of the year, but are hoping that the continued development of the team's chemistry will propel the Nicholas County girls to their first appearance since 2013. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Thanks very much, Luke, and um, we'll have Anna Hamilton on the show in our, in our next hour. We'll also get a scoreboard update in our next hour as well. Right now, I want to go right back to the phone lines. Garrick Justice is the head coach of the Riverview Raiders girls basketball team. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Coach, sorry for having to uh, have you hang on there with us for a little bit as we kind of reset the show here for the second half of our program, but good to have you tonight. Now, guys, that's not a problem at all. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's easier to listen to it on the phone sometimes or on the radio. <laughs> hey, we're working on improving our radio reach, so hopefully we'll, <laughs> we can help you out there as well. But, uh, Coach, uh, just, just tell me a little bit about, before we get into the specific games here, the week between Christmas and New Year's. You know there's a balance of letting your week. kids spend some time. Yeah, right? It, it's a difficult right, yeah. week for everyone. Yeah. Uh, again, that you're always dealing with, you know, the uh, family has family in or a family's going to see somebody. You know, do you go on Christmas Eve? Usually not. Do you go on New Year's Day? Maybe, maybe not. And, again, every coach has to deal with that. Um, luckily, right now, we've not had a weather issue that even complicates that more. But, uh, yeah, this is a good time, again, if you can get people out. And, again, that uh, family situations, you know, should trump basketball. But at the same time, you know, again, that you've got to let a kid see their family, too. And, um, you know, for coaches to come and pull your hair out, that's why I shave mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, like if you get them out, then that's great. Uh, you know, so this is the time, again, I think you can really get better or, you know, stay the same. And, again, that the good teams find a way to get into the gym. And, you know, the family's still there to support them because they come to the games. Uh, you know, I sound like I screwed with that, but uh, – yeah, but there's some truth to it. Again, that if the kids want to play, they'll get there. And uh, again, for our girls right now, again, the last two or three weeks of practice have been some of the best we've had in a couple of years. And uh, you know, we went to Easter night, um, lost by 20. But again, it's kind of like a George Washington game there two weeks ago. It wasn't really a loss by 20. Um, the first quarter, the beat jumped up all us 24 to six. And again, we had looks, but we broke the press. The last three quarters that we lost by one. Now, now he'll might look at that and say, well, you know, they pulled their people. You know, Saunders stayed in the whole game. Blankenship was in the whole game. And, again, we held Blankenship to seven points. I don't know if she's ever been held to seven points. Um, and, again, we held them to 54. Uh, so, again, we're growing up. Again, we're struggling to build an offense. But, again, the you know, I'm super pleased with our defensive effort and, the you know, the ground we've made here in two weeks. And, again, it's back to just what you let in with that, you know, that our kids are finding a way to get to the gym. And, and it's always a, a lot of fun, too. Something, Coach, I think you touched on right there. What better way to bring the family together than to go to a basketball game? Uh, absolutely. You <laughs> 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 live in the JV game and watch the varsity and then go to the afterwards, which is the most important thing. Hey, I, I think that's a, that sounds like a great family uh, evening to me. <laughs> uh, but what a way, you know, the team you played tonight, what a, you know, what a way to, to build your program. I mean, you dropped to 6-3, and three, but I'll tell you what, you're still off to a great start. 
yeah, yeah. We're we're uh, we're six and three again. The Westside game that we didn't play well, and again that's taking nothing away from Westside because they've got shooters, you know, from player one to player nine on the roster. And again, they just shot the eyes out against us that night. And again, that we, you know, didn't play our best game, but at the same time, that's nothing against what Westside done. George Washington, again, top five AAA team. Again, that we played them within 10, 15 most tonight uh, at East tonight. And again, the, Saunders was the only one that got double digits on us. And again, that um, my center, Calhoun, uh, has been averaging about 16 points. Now, she only had two tonight, but she took it to Saunders all night that she went up and uh, she probably got stuffed eight or nine times. But it was that attitude that we wasn't going to back down. So, you know, the big reason I called was just to kind of, you know, tell the state again to how proud I was of our girls. Again, that we said, Wyoming East, state champions, okay, that's fine. Again, we're going to outwork you. And, you know, tonight again, I thought we did. You know, again, though, talent, talent's a different story, you know, because again, they got players that can play. <laughs> um, but um, again, when you can have them to, you know, 50 some points, you know, again, that's a lot about effort and heart. Coach, your team back in action next Thursday against Phelps, Kentucky on the road. Uh, certainly wish you and your girls the best of luck. And Coach, hope you had a Merry Christmas and sincerely hope you have a Happy New Year as well. Same to you guys. Appreciate it. All right. That is Gary Justice, the head coach of the Riverview girls basketball team. They fall tonight 54-34 to Wyoming East. And uh, you know, it's a pretty that's, impressive game, really, if you think is. about the talent they played tonight. And break, yeah. break down the game within the game. You hold Jazz Blankenship to seven points. Uh, Emily Saunders, sounds like she had to work for her points right. tonight. She's a University of Tennessee signee. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they fall behind early. Wyoming East has a way of kind of overwhelming you early, and but played them pretty well even the rest of the way. And and I agree I agree full heartily with what he said that yes you can easily say Wyoming East may have kind of relaxed a little bit that's fine but all he can control is well he actually can't control how his girls play they control <laughs> well that. but you know well, what I'm he saying has as a, a coach, say in it right right yeah and and from a standpoint of what he can control Jordan mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, you know that's something that they can certainly build on you know Ryan I had a chance to watch last year's version of the Lady Warriors there from Wyoming East there uh, as they made their run to the state championship and yeah I got to say just looking at the talent that was up there between that there was no doubt that Wyoming East was the best team in uh, in the state last year in girls basketball at least that was presented there in Charleston now you know, knowing what they returned from that team to this team Knowing the talent that they brought back, yeah, that's a very good game there that uh, those Riverview girls played against uh, them to hold them to only uh, mid-50s there. And Gabby Lapartis moves on to uh, Youngstown State, insert Scholar Davidson, who is a sophomore who was injured last year and missed almost her entire freshman year. And, uh, you know, that's a team that was runner-up a year ago. Lost a very heartbreaking type game to North Marion, who made 35 of 36 free throws or something unworldly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they lost miss. a key player in that first game. Yes, that? lost Lepardis right. in that first game to a knee injury. Uh, but, you know, Wyoming East is, is still very, very talented. North Marion's very talented as well. Again, they lost to Fairmont Senior last yeah. week. So I, I think that Double A, you know, is it a two team race i don't necessarily think that's the case this year not as much as i thought it was last year and and maybe even a year ago i might have sold a couple of teams short because frankfurt had north marion to the wire yeah in the uh in the semifinal round and you know wayne went cold but had a nine point lead early against wyoming east kind of they actually 
did okay against the initial surge, but then uh, the kind way of, yeah the, the, the way the the, uh, the undertow got him there a little bit as the it went on tsunami uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah and that was uh, a lot of Carrie, Kara Sandy also had a big game in that one and she's out at uh, Bluefield State so uh, yeah I think the double A kind of presents itself as open and again what Coach Justice just said there with Riverview. I don't think there's going to be anybody that just coasts to Charleston. I think Riverview's a team that's going to make it difficult make or make it themselves. I, I, I mean, this is uh, it's a little early in the year. We're still in December. You're still kind of feeling your way out. And right now, Joe, these games are all about getting better right. mm-hmm. more than just the simple win-loss. I mean, we're in the first of three months, basically. Uh, you know, you start into it, and then, you know, you just try to keep getting better. And then January, you get into the meat of your season, and next thing you know, it's March. It Absolutely. is the fastest three hours in radio, and two hours are already in the books. I feel like I just got here. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll be back with more of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Hour three, when we come back, we'll have a scoreboard update. And we'll also hear from our resident referee, Bo Anderson. Again, Hour 3 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia is after the break here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Special thanks to all of our affiliates tonight. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 105 KQV, WKQV in Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV, Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHM LP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund Beckley. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP Clay, 104.5 FM, WASPLP in Huntington, 101.1 FM, WVWPLP in Wayne, 90.7 FM, WFGH Fort Gay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. 
and visit basketballnight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Third and final hour of the night. Final hour of the year for Basketball Friday. Not the season. Not the the season. The year. (laughs) The calendar year. Of course, uh, the last uh, of 2018 for us here uh, tonight. And then uh, we'll flip the calendar over uh, early Tuesday morning and start all over again. (laughs) Uh, And then a year from now, we'll go... Where did 2019 go to? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, guys, I just now got used to riding 2018 <laughs> for the year. It uh, usually takes me a couple months. I, you know. I'm still riding 2015 on stuff every now and then. It seems know, like I make it through like the first two months and then like, bam, you know, I don't, where did that come from? Yeah, you know? so what year is it again? <laughs> you let your guard down, I guess. I understand yeah. that completely. Uh, guys, we got a jam-packed follow hour. Resident referee Bo Anderson will join us. We'll also uh, have our standout athlete of the week, Anna Hamilton. We will debut our basketballnight.com power Pow- ratings. The power rankings. The power ratings will come out uh, shortly. We'll also have our poll question, cause time, all the good times that we have here on Basketball Friday Night. The best hour. Right? It is the best hour. <laughs> we save the best for last. That's why you should always stay with us through the entire three hours because you never know what's going to happen. This and final you never hour. know what you're going to get out of the cause. That's right. And you know who <laughs> yes. else doesn't know what's going to happen this final hour most of the time? Us. <laughs> we, we always have a good time though exactly. on the program. That's what we do know. That's what we can control. So uh, right now it's time for a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. And for the boys' scores, we're going to kick it over to the score desk to Marcus Constantino and Leslie Scott. Thank you, Ryan. First, starting with Scott Skyhawks, they get a 82-51 win over Gilmer County in the Summersville CVB tournament. The Harmon Panthers defeated Elkins Christian 61-30 in the Harmon tournament. Morgantown Mohegans get a 56-51 win over Wilson, Connecticut. That's in the KSA Disney Classic. The Mohegans will play Bayside, Florida tomorrow at 2 p.m. in the championship of that tournament down in Orlando. Craig County, Virginia defeats the Montcalm Generals 53-50. Webster County comes out on top of the Liberty Raleigh Raiders 85-49 in the Cowan Spangler Memorial Tournament at Ritchie County. Lincoln County 78, Doddridge County 49. Uh, Trinity Christian defeats Lindsley 65-55. The Polka Dots uh, defeat the Van Bulldogs 65-40. In the, Sp- the Skip Fowler Tournament in Martinsburg, Spring Mills defeats Central Virginia 52-46. to The Moorfield Yellow Jackets uh, uh, pummel the Union Tigers 74-18. to Summers County also putting up big score over the Paw Paw Pirates 105-30. to The Work County Tigers defeat Wahama 61-53. That's in the consolation game of the Work County Tournament. The St. Mary's Blue Devils uh, defeat the Tyler Consolidated Knights 76-60. to Tusk Aurora, Virginia over the Washington Patriots 79 to 60. The Meadowbridge Wildcats beat the Pocahontas County Warriors 73 to 60. Savannah Christian Prep, Georgia defeated the Point Pleasant Knights tonight 57 to 51. The Martinsburg Bulldogs with a big win over Frederick Christian Academy, Maryland 72 to 19. And in the championship of the Work County Tournament, uh, the Williamstown Yellow Jackets defeat the Buffalo Bison 65 to 53. 
the Petersburg Vikings uh, on top in the Petersburg Championship game uh, a tournament over there. Uh, 56 to 50 win Vikings over the Pendle- Pendleton County Wildcats. The Jefferson Cougars defeat Faith Christian Academy in overtime, 63 to 55. Jefferson goes on a 6 and 0 run in the first 90 seconds of overtime to get that win. Uh, First Love Christian uh, down in Raleigh County Armory over Greater Beckley Christian, 68-53. Chance Potter with 22 points for Greater Beckley Christian. Hedgesville Eagles defeat Bell D.C. 57-51. The Cameron Dragons defeat the 100 Hornets 60-55. John Marshall over Union 60-48. Union Local Ohio, that is. Kaiser Golden Tornado defeats the Tucker County Mountain Lions 77-75. Logan over Pikeville, Kentucky tonight 70-62. That's at the Mountain School Boy Classic in Belfry. The St. Albans Red Dragons defeat the Ripley Vikings 62-45. Tulsa over Fairview, Kentucky tonight 61-57. And Westside defeats Tug Valley 78-55. Wheeling Park on top of St. Clairsville, Ohio 74-61. Alex Vargo had 22 in that winning effort for the Patriots. Nitro Wildcats defeat the Brook Bruins 75-43 in the Brook Holiday Tournament. Sharando, Virginia defeats the Lewis County Minutemen 62-53. The Lincoln Cougars over Roan County 52-40. Woodrow Wilson collects a big win over Wyoming Geese 73-53. Willing Central Catholic on top of Charleston Catholic 66-60. And Chapmanville Tigers get a win over Perry County Central Kentucky 71-51. Over to Ryan now for the girls scores. Thanks very much, Marcus. In girls basketball tonight, Hancock Mixer. It was Maryland School for the Deaf defeating Berkeley Springs, 54-23. Cabell Midland in the Carolina Invitational picks up a win over Wando, South Carolina, 35-24. Low-scoring game there, but Cabell Midland gets the win. Also tonight in the Morgantown Tournament, it was Martinsburg defeating Chapmanville Regional, 74-55. I'll get a chance to see the Tigers of Chapmanville Regional next Thursday night when they travel to Wayne. Also in the Carolina Invitational, East Fairmont defeats Hanahan, South Carolina, 53-24, the final in that one. Pocahontas County in the Cowan Spangler Tournament defeats Lincoln County, 54-48. Also tonight, Harmon defeats 147-22. In the Cleveland, Tennessee Holiday Classic, Huntington St. Joe defeats North Gwinnett, Georgia, 74-47 the final in that one. Pikeville, Kentucky picks up a win over Tulsa tonight, 50-37. Also in the Cal Spangler Tournament, Doddridge County defeats Ritchie County, 54-48. It was Montcalm, a winner over Craig County, Virginia, 46-36. Fairmont Senior Picks up a win over George Washington tonight. That's a top five double A, defeating a top five triple A, at least in terms of where these teams are perceived to be at this point in the season. 73-63, Fairmont Senior gets the win. Lincoln defeats Notre Dame 38-34. It was Wyoming East, a 54-34 win over Riverview. Spring Valley defeats Spring Mills in what is suddenly a burgeoning rivalry. The two schools about as far apart as you can get. <laughs> Met in football in the playoffs, and they meet in girls' basketball tonight. Spring Valley gets the win over Spring Mills, 54-28. Also tonight, 
in the Wayne Holiday Tournament Consolation Game. Hurricane defeats Chesapeake, Ohio, 50 to 35. Redskins uh, trailed 17 to 5 late in the second quarter of that game, but outscored Chesapeake 45 18 over the final uh, half and a a couple of minutes to get the win in that one. Uh, Parkersburg Catholic defeats Herbert Hoover tonight, 63 28. South Charleston picks up a 49-33 win over Warren, Ohio. Wayne wins its holiday tournament tonight with a 56-26 win over Nitro. Pioneers hold the Wildcats in single digits in each of the four quarters. Lake and Atkins, 16 points. Sarah Hooks with 10 in the Wayne victory. Bridgeport defeats Elkins tonight, 59-36. Ripley beats Capital 52-38. Yes, sir. That many scores. We outlasted the music bed tonight. McCann <laughs> Upshur defeats Brook 72-36. Bluefield picks up a win over Summers County 59-46. University a 60-38 win over Mountain Ridge, Maryland. And Winfield beats Morgantown 58-46. Nice win for the Generals. And that's a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Before we go to our resident referee, Bo Anderson, I do want to make one more note. Wayne's girls have now won 28 consecutive regular season games. Wow. They won their final 20 last year, 8 no to start this year. On a roll, man. That's, uh, right. that's definitely a school record. I don't even have to look that one up. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> well, you're in every game. Before. I mean, every I feel, home well, game. I mean, I'm not that old. I haven't <laughs> been everyone ever played, but uh, it, <laughs> it may seem that way to some people. He's talking about Spring Valley, I mean, like Spring Valley's over here, Martinsburg's over here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring Valley, uh, right outside of Huntington, right. is about as far west of a, it is as far west and, of a AAA school as there is. It's right. A, Spring Mills is just about the furthest east AAA school. Right. You can't get much further. <laughs> you can't. That's, that's about and it. The, and the way the, you know, the state of West Virginia is laid out to boot. you know. So. All right. Everybody got their questions ready for Bo? The Bo Meister. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, enjoying the holidays, I'm certain. And by that, I mean calling a basketball game roughly every night. <laughs> it's the holiday season, right? Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bo, how are you tonight? Uh, I was just coming back from a game. I'm glad it's not raining at the point. <laughs> Tonight was the first time I've been to a basketball game that didn't rain, it feels like, all year. I'm just tired of having to wear a rain jacket into the into the game every night, into the gym. Well, I, I'm just glad it's not snow because at least with the rain, most of the time it doesn't change these uh, schedules around and become a scheduling nightmare. Um, you know, we're kind of um, you know short on officials and – you know, both states that I work in, I know Ohio over the last year uh, lost 5,000 officials. So, wow. um, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, we struggle to cover games. Um, you know, that's why I always try to encourage uh, people who uh, might be interested in getting in doing it uh, to, you know, maybe take a, take a chance at it. And, uh, you know, you never know. You might, you might turn out to be a good one if you just, uh, you know, work on it. You know, it, it's a shame that you know that it, this is going on. That you know, the, mm-hmm. as you know, the officials get older, it's hard to find young blood to come in and and step up to the plate. Well, you know, I, I me and uh, me and uh, my referee partner teach the uh, class every year, and if we have eight or nine in the class, that's a lot for us. And the next year, if three of them have stayed, that's a lot for us to keep. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that happen. A 
you know, people find out it's not for them. Uh, they change jobs. Uh, they uh, move. Uh, you know, we lost a couple of people that uh, one of the people in the class moved off already. Uh, we've lost a couple of other officials that had to move that, you know, haven't been doing it very long. And you know, it's just a wide variety of things, Joe. But um, unfortunately, we, we can't always keep who we'd like to keep. Resident referee Bo Anderson with us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bo, always uh, so kind to take out uh, some time and, and help explain to us things that we see uh, along the way. And uh, something that I saw, and I don't want to be too specific, but, uh, you know, something that I think we've all seen this at times. Um, in the handshake line, be it players, be it coaches, someone, sometimes gets a little heated or acts up a little bit. And just – Take me through this. The role of the officials ends when the final buzzer sounds. That's it for, for in terms of what you're in control of on the court, correct? Well, it, it ends actually, Ryan, it ends whenever all the officials have left the visual confines of the playing area. So if we're still on the court, even when the horn sounds, if something happens and we see it, uh, we can still take care of it, but you know, we, when the horn goes, unless the scorekeeper has got an issue with the score and it's a close game, you know, we get off the court. We're not hanging out for anything. <laughs> so, you know, most generally, you know, we don't want the good, the bad, or the ugly. We just want to get to the locker room and and uh, the game is over. So, most generally when things happen after the game, uh, the horn sounded, you know, the officials are probably not apt to catch it unless it's right there in front of them, but yes, uh, you know, we are still in jurisdiction of the game until we leave the visual confines of the of the court, and that's all official. Okay, say for example an incident does happen after the buzzer, is there any actual penalties that can be accessed? Oh yeah, absolutely, we sure can, absolutely, you know there's still, you know, the horn can go off and something can still happen uh, absolutely, um i tell you what happened in a game, and it, and it caused the rule to change a little bit. Before that, uh, it didn't necessarily have to be while the officials were on the court. And what happened was uh, a uh, coach from one team who had just, well, they were ahead in the score when the horn went off, and they the officials got down partially down the stairs, and the coach chased them, so they, they called a technical on him. And they come back up and went and got the other team, and the other team made both foul shots, and they won by a point. <laughs> so, That's interesting. So, uh, you know, it, it, you can. Now, you know, once we're off the court, it's over with. Now, we could still, if something was going on or something happens to us after we go to the dressing room, we can still uh, write a report to our individual state. So, you know, we're still in jurisdiction uh, through the contest till the end of the contest, and then that also includes if we have to write special reports up. That's an extension of the end of the game, even though you know we have to have our reports in within 24 hours uh, to the WVSSAC's office, which that that stuff is online. And Bo, we'll, we'll give you one more question as it is the holiday season. You run across anything this past week that maybe uh, maybe you don't see all that often? Well, nothing that I don't see often, but I've seen early in the uh, two times in the last week or two, uh, players not understanding uh, 
that when they, in, you know, a pass is made and a player goes to catch the pass and intentionally bats the ball down the court with one or both hands and picks it up and then starts to dribble, and we blow the whistle to call double dribble. You know, that if a player intentionally bats or strikes at the ball to hit it to the ground and picks it up, that's the start of a dribble. That's not the same thing as a fumble. Now, they can pass the ball, and they don't catch it enough, and it goes and it bounces on the floor. You can pick it up. You can still dribble it. But when they intentionally bat it to the court, that's the start of a dribble. And we've had that a few times in the last few couple of weeks, and the players don't understand. Of course, we try to explain to them, you know, and, of course, you know, most coaches are teaching them to catch the ball to start with, but they don't always do that. But, you know, a little rule that I always remember is, Fumbling, you can fumble, dribble, fumble, but you can't dribble, fumble, dribble. <laughs> and if you remember that rule, you'll get the double dribble right in the call. But on the case of the judgment of intentionally batting the ball down the ground, and if it's clear cut, then they've started their dribble and they pick it up. They, they cannot dribble again. Can you say that? Can you say that three times? I've seen that a lot. Can you say that three times real fast? You can fumble, dribble, fumble, but you can't dribble, fumble, dribble. But I only do it once. <laughs> I learned I learned that at the Don Smith camp at the Huntington YMCA many moons ago. And oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, like there, there was a certain you know, referee who was helping uh, instruct that camp. Yeah, there might have been a guy. <laughs> you may know who that is. Uh, that just shows Ryan how old he really is. I guess it really shows me how old I really am. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm looking young. Out of well, you know, I don't know about you guys. You, you, hey, you know, Ryan, I was thinking of it this way. Next, You know, if I work next season, it'll be into 19 and 2020, and it will actually mean I'll be involved in five decades of officiating <laughs> basketball. Don't you, doesn't it just sound different when it's said that way? Five decades of officiating? Yeah, because I, I, you know, I actually started uh, whenever I was in the 10th grade. My high school <clears throat> coach let me do youth league. So I've actually been, I, I'll tell you my age, I'm 53, but I've actually been doing it since I was really 15 and unofficially for three years. So this is my 36th year. Unofficially, it's my 39th. So you know, basketball's been good to me, and, uh, you know, I enjoy doing the game. And, and you cannot get into this if you don't enjoy it. Absolutely. Our resident referee, Bo Anderson, thanks so much for joining us. Have a happy new year, Bo. All right, Ryan. Have a happy new year, and I'll have some good stuff for you in the new year. Sounds good. That's <laughs> our year. resident referee, Bo Anderson. Boy, I dread next week already. <laughs> All right, let's have a side take a break. When we come back, we will talk with our standout athlete of the week, Anna Hamilton of Nicholas County High School. And we will also unveil our power ratings. Don't look at me like you're surprised over there. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy and desired skills in the expanding job market in sports. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. 
the Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you being part of the show. Thanks for following us on Twitter. And our newest Twitter followers include Emery Lovejoy, Jason, Mark Spradlin, Aaron Kay, Angel McKenzie, Gage Lanham, Mommy Lovins, Jason Arthur, Josh, Jeremiah Harless, and Andrew Workman. They all are now part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. And you can join, too. Follow us on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Tonight, call the show. You've got time left. 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. If you're watching our high-definition video tonight, you're going to see a whole lot of pictures. We want you to send pictures of your games, fans, Send them to us on Twitter, Facebook. You can even email them to us. Email them to scores at basketballnight.com. Scores at basketballnight.com. We're here for you. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling rick marone not here jordan mounts is here 11 21 now 11 22 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan epling alongside jordan mounts and joe linville happy to have you along as well as the cast of thousands behind the scenes um this is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is our fourth show of the season. Our number, final one of 2018. Number, number, number 77 seven. overall. So we're getting older by the week. Uh, <laughs> by the day. Yeah, well, that too. But uh, certainly uh, enjoy bringing basketball across West Virginia to you and, and introducing you to many of our, uh, you know, the athletes and coaches, the, the personalities sometimes, as well as the newsmakers within high school basketball in West Virginia. And uh, one such newsmaker is our standout athlete of the week this week. She is a senior at Nicholas County High School. The Grizzlies off to a good start right now. They had a little bit of a slow start the first week or so of the season, but uh, Nicholas County's bounced back to win its last four games. And uh, a ball club that is certainly a threat to make it back to Charleston this year. Anna Hamilton is our standout athlete of the week. She joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. First off, Anna, congratulations on being our standout athlete of the week. Thank you. It's great to be on the show tonight. Uh, you are a multi-sport standout. Uh, just tell me a little bit about playing, uh, you know, balancing volleyball where i understand that you've had a, a lot of interest from uh, some pretty good schools there as well and balancing that with basketball right so um i definitely love both volleyball and basketball and it has been a challenge um during volleyball season it's really hard to you know go to the gym go to volleyball practice and still try to get some shots in in the evening but i try to make it work as much as i can um i do a lot of um out-of-season lifting, so I try to have my lifting sessions pertain to both volleyball and basketball, so that helps a lot, but 
it's definitely a struggle, but it's worth it. You know, both sports are great, and they've made me who I am today. So, And you are our standout athlete of the week. And uh, a lot of that also goes beyond what you do on the court. Uh, the student body president at Nicholas County High School as well as vice president of the National Honor Society. Uh, and something I remember from growing up is that oftentimes at a young age, leaders tend to be sort of uh, – recognized by their peers maybe before they even realize they're leaders has that always been the case with you um you know i have had a lot of people tell me that they thought i was um kind of meant for leadership i definitely like having leadership roles in my school it's great because i'm able to you know as a um, student uh, class president i'm able to act kind of as a voice for the kids in my grade of problems they have with the you know with the school system and so forth so that's always been great um and I think being a leader isn't always just being, you know, above someone else, but kind of maybe bringing others together. Definitely with my teams, I've really tried to make sure we've had a good connection, you know, had a more leadership role is just bringing us together as a team. And I think that's definitely helped. Um, you know, all the seniors on both the volleyball and basketball team have helped me with that. And I think that's played a big part in just bonding us as a team together and has helped us in both volleyball and basketball as well. And I find it very intriguing that your team relaxes by playing poker. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, definitely at the beginning of the year, we were having some um, before-game jitters, if you want to say, and our coaches just thought that, you know, playing poker, having having a little bit of fun before games would be a good relaxer. And, you know, so far it's worked pretty well. On Tomorrow we're going to have a little Christmas gift exchange, so... We're planning to keep it up. <laughs> what? Do you, I'm glad sports betting is now legal in the state of West Virginia. But seriously, yeah. do, do you? I mean, do you play for matchsticks or what? What do you actually play in the game? Well, I mean, no, it's not. It's not very intense poker. You oh, know, okay. most, the, other, the other day we played uh, past the ace. I don't even know if that is poker, but. <laughs> but anyway, it's a lot but, of fun, and, and it's you know to learn your teammates' game face, maybe even. Right, right. It's definitely bonded us. It's a lot of fun. You know, there's been some pretty intense card game matches we've had, almost led to injuries. So we're going to have to come <laughs> that in a little bit. But. So, so who's the best card player on the team? I guess that's the biggest question, though. Oh, man. I mean, I might have to give a shout-out to Emily Williams. I think she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> she has the poker face, yeah. yeah. Right, right. She's won a few matches. <laughs> well, Anna, your team started uh, – with a, with a tough loss to Wyoming East, uh, bounced back with a win over Midland Trail, lost the game at Wayne. I know that you guys were on the road forever because of uh, Interstate 64 uh, issue with traffic right. on your way just to that game. It's a there's no there's no short road between Summersville and Wayne. I can tell you that firsthand. Right. But you've won four consecutive games. Uh, just tell me a little bit about not not letting your team get down. You're in a leadership role with that team as well, and uh, sort of be like you know get through the rough times and. Uh, now you're starting to see some of the rewards from that. Right. So I think that um, the biggest problem we were having at the beginning of the season was our defense. We're getting really lazy on defense, not moving our feet, you know, not boxing out. <clears throat> and I think all of us as seniors, you know, just kind of realized this is our year. This is this year can only go as fast-paced and as well as we set the goal. So, um, you know, definitely as seniors, we've all kind of stepped up and, really, you know, busted our butt in practice, and uh, we've really been working hard on defense, and I think that's what's been 
allowing us to win these last four games. So hopefully we'll keep that up the rest of the year as well. Anna Hamilton, our standout athlete of the week. I did have a chance to see them play at Wayne. I did see her play in that game. Uh, definitely uh, worthy of this honor. And Anna, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Best of luck through the new year. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Anna Hamilton, our standout athlete of the week, a senior at Nicholas County High School. We'll step aside, take a break. Much more of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia when we come back here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. High School Basketball's Voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of BasketballNight.com. Every day we recap the day's scores just for you on all teams in West Virginia. We'll send followers an email at 8 a.m. with a Daily Hoops Roundup report. You can visit BasketballNight.com and just check the day's scores. We'd like for you to become part of our score reporting crew during the week, too. Send us your team scores by Twitter, text, email and we'll make you part of our Daily Hoops Roundup. We want you to become part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. And a shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Ferris Murad, Kelly Zumo, AJ, Renee Wilson, Dr. John Bennett, D.C., Garrett Brown, MHS Barstool, Samantha Sayre and Terry Merritt Bell. Thanks for joining us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Also, we want you to send us pictures. Send us your pictures of your game and your fans. Send them to scores at basketballnight.com or you can send them to us on Twitter or Facebook. Many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. You can go to our website you can click watch you can also click listen live we're on facebook live and we're on periscope obviously on twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup in the huntington area we're on comcast channel 25 armstrong digital channel 204 This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Ryan Epling, Jordan Mounts, Joe Linville, Marcus Constantino, Leslie Scott, Luke Creasy, Joey Doss. Joey Buckets. Joey Buckets. Joey Buckets. Buckets. Yep, Joey Doss. And there's a few more back there. Yeah. Allie. Whoever else is back behind the wall. We don't even know who else (laughs) is behind the wall. There's so many people here here at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're so thankful to have them. Of course, we built this set now to where – I say we, I mean Mike Stanley, who's also back there, uh, built this up to where they don't have to look at us any more than what they already do on camera. So <laughs> Now uh, they have to watch us through a monitor instead of through the window. You right, know, so. yeah, it was always a little bit weird. But uh, that's just how it works. It's how, you know, we have a good time. We, we certainly thank them for their hard work. Um, something that I think that 
deserves a couple of moments. You don't necessarily always get time to, to do so in radio, but to thank those people who are behind the scenes who help. They are the foundation of this program. This found or this program can't function without them, and um, they put in a lot of hours behind the scenes. So we can sit here for three hours on Friday night and sound reasonably intelligent. I thought you was going to say look good. <laughs> There's only so much yeah, they can do. And, you know, we but, haven't got the hair and makeup department out yet. But, so. but seriously, you know, they make our job easy. I they mean, do. they they get our callers on the line. They just Fred Dammer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They're, they're, All right. They're the rock stars they, they are in this yeah. program. They're, they're the rock really stars. Are. There you go. Yes, they, they really Thanks, are. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. We want to thank them for all the work that they do um, behind the scenes. And, um, of course, we've been able to drag Marcus Constantino out in front of the camera a little bit more yeah. often. You know, if they're going to play some, uh, if they're going to play "We Will Rock You," they need to at least bring in some Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Marcus is right now working feverishly on the power ratings. He's almost pulled all of his hair out. <laughs> I mean, like, like like I was joking with him during the break. If he gets out pen and paper and starts with that, then we're getting really. really <laughs> Speaking tight. of the power rankings, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. We just had the the standings on our website. Well, there was some. People from an opposing team a little farther south than where I live, you know, thought it was the power rankings. And they start, you know, at the time, Scott was undefeated, and they thought I'd put Scott way up there. I had nothing to do with it, guys. It was just the way the standings were at the time. And, man, they ripped me up one side and down the other on social media. You know, I, finally, once I explained to them and even how the power rankings work, they all kind of calmed down and caught off the wolves, you know. So. Right. Uh, it, it, it's, it's math, guys. It's it not, is. It's not. An opinion. That's yeah, right. It, it, it's 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 just it's, how the figures fall. Yeah. Right, and, and you know, again, it's winning percentage is what you see on the standings. Right, that's the order it's in. It's right. in winning percentage. Right. So yeah, just and yeah. if your team is undefeated, yeah. you're going to be at the top. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Looking at uh, we'll get. We want you to know though that you can go to basketballnight.com. You can go to at hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You follow us on Twitter. You like us on Facebook at basketball <laughs> uh, Friday night in West Virginia. You can get all the scores. We, we'll even send them to you if you uh, sign up for for that as well. We'll send them to you every night. Our crew in we the are middle of our, the night. Our behind the scenes crew will email you. We are we are awake twenty four hours a day with this program. Um, someone is. Um, Guarantee it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I may maybe it's I know what I'm, shift you work. <laughs> I, I work midnight to eight a.m. Um, not on the program here, but uh, <laughs> down the street. And, yeah, just down just down the street. And um, you know, I I do I look. You know, what I do pales in comparison to what is done here by the others. So I, I definitely want to thank all of them yeah. for all their work and a sincere thank you and a, uh, appreciation and gratitude. Mm. to them for all that they do um you know a, a lot of times we get into this portion of the program and we're just all just so jam-packed into trying to get everything in that we don't have time to kind of breathe and kind of take a look at some of these scores that came in throughout the course of the evening and, and reflect upon them and you know the mountain Schoolboy classic boys basketball game logan beats pikeville tonight uh, for those who don't know pikeville is a uh, Pretty good basketball team. Went mm-hmm. to the Kentucky State Tournament last year, the Sweet 16. Kentucky only has 
Like there, there are not classes in Kentucky basketball. One state champion, regardless of school size. So you make it to the Sweet 16 in Kentucky, that is a major accomplishment. So that's a nice win tonight for Logan. Uh, you also look at St. Albans defeating Ripley tonight. That's a good win for the Red Dragons. Um, you know, somewhat surprising, not rubbing us in, Jordan, but it, it's true. Uh, 78-55. I'm not shocked that Westside won that game. I am I'm not kind of surprised either. at the margin. Well, you know, we, we've talked we've talked earlier here, uh, I think it was the first week of the season, first show maybe, Ryan, about how uh, young Tug Valley really is. But, you know, sophomore jitters, there's a lot of youngsters on that team, only one, only two seniors, three seniors, so – and uh, of those three seniors, only like only one of them plays regularly. So, again, probably just some. It, it's honestly going to be some growing pains, as I think is the way we kind of described it earlier in the season. And that's with any young team across the Mountain State. You know, you get a lot of these, a lot of these teams that have primarily sophomores, freshmen, juniors, even. You know, these kids that don't have that that quote unquote that that. Leader, that uh, uh, mentality, that maturity about themselves, it, you're going to have some. You're going to have just some mess ups there, and some and some growing pains. And, and Jordan, one thing that, that's tough to overcome for this, I know that you you've been around enough to understand this. A lot of times, those types of groups aren't used to losing. No. They haven't faced adversity, and this is many times the first time in their mm-hmm. basketball playing careers that you know. Yeah. Those guys across from us are bigger than us. They're older than us. Yeah. And uh, at this moment in time, they're better than we are. Yeah, I've spoke to a couple of, you know, to several athletes around, you know, especially of the freshman, sophomore variety that are just coming up and starting varsity basketball for their first time. And they're saying, you know, they're having a difficult time adjusting to the whole situation. And it's one of, it, the same thing always comes up. I was the tallest on my middle school team. I was the biggest on my middle school team. I was the fastest on my middle school team. I was uh, the smartest on my middle school team. I don't know if that's a thing or what, but you know, nonetheless, it's it's one of these things. I was the best on my middle school team. I was used to having my way with whoever was around me, and that's not the case anymore. You're playing, you know. A wise per, a wise coach once told me that. When you're in middle school, you may be the best player on their team. When you go to high school, you're playing with the other best players of their middle school team. And it goes on up even further than that when you go to the college level. You might be the best on your high school team. Well, now you're playing with the best of their high school team. So, And it goes on up and on and up and on up. Several people that I've talked to, and that's about the best way I've ever heard it placed when you talk about the different levels of athletics, whether that be all the way down middle school buddy league, all the way up. Something I, I want to mention, I was on the Mark Hatcher show on WVOW last Saturday. We were talking about how many outstanding athletes in basketball there are that are underclassmen. Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessarily the seniors area. There's a lot of great underclassmen basketball players playing high school basketball in the state of West Virginia this year. And, you, you know, and I, you can take that even a step further than that. You see the same thing whenever you take it even to the, even to the college level, Joe. But go ahead, Ryan. I, oh, I'll, no, you're fine. Didn't mean to. No, I was just all I was all I was stating is that you know you start seeing this a lot more as you keep on going, uh, even up the uh, the ladder, between the college level and even the professional level. If you're lucky enough to make it that far, and certainly, um, you know, this is the time of year where you start to see some of those teams mature a little bit. 
that, that are uh, getting their feet under them, getting used to it. Uh, you know, uh, another big game in single A boys tonight was Wheeling Central defeating Charleston Catholic 66-60. to mm-hmm. That's another one of those games you might see on down the road as well. And girls basketball tonight, Winfield beating Morgantown is uh, That's a big win. Is a big yeah. win. And Bluefield beating Summers County is uh, by 13. Not necessarily just the win, but a 13-point win over the Bobcats. Yeah. That's one that kind of opens a few eyes tonight as well. And, uh, again, and, I was at the Wayne game. Wayne, very impressive in their win over Nitro. And Doddridge County took Ritchie County to two overtimes tonight and mm-hmm. uh, come out on top 54-48. Some close games tonight. Then it was a couple of blowouts, too. You yeah, know. Uh, <laughs> you're always going to have that. But we're going to step aside take our final break. When we come back, we'll get our poll results and our next poll question. Wish we'd have thought of that earlier. Um, <laughs> we'll have I, we have a poll question for you on this play, and uh, also we'll uh, kick it over and see how Marcus is doing with the power ratings. You may have to check our website for that. That's all in Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Oh yeah, the cause time. Who can forget that? This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the mouth of the state. Go to our affiliate page on basketballnight.com, and you can find a radio station near you. We are on these stations, WKQV, Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. 101.7 101.7 FM, Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG, Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside 106.7 FM 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston 950 AM The Voice of the Coalfields 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVOW and Logan Light Rock 93R WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM The Ticket 102.3 FM WMTD Hinton the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZ LP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for you, Yap Radio 101.7 FM WYAPLP Clay, 104.5 FM WASPLP Huntington, 101.1 FM WVWPLP Wayne, 90.7 FM WFGH Fort Gay, and 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.43 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville. Also with Jordan Mounts. Happy to have you along with us as we wind down the fastest three hours in radio. Now, you know... 
it, it was uh, situations sometimes arise where uh, you know Coach Marone having to do his administrative duties as the assistant principal at Tulsa by uh, attending a, a basketball game tonight at home. Um, he could have came in after that. <laughs> I mean, we're only 45 minutes from Glenn Hayes, yeah. but uh, here on the campus of Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia, the location of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. But, um, you know, I got a chance to work at the Wayne Holiday Tournament for girls basketball the last two nights. Uh, so I was a little bit late. Appreciate everyone who uh, was checking in on me like, why aren't you at the show? <laughs> including people who were at the game I was at. I said, shouldn't you be on the radio right now? I was like, I'm here. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was uh, certainly uh, a lot of people wear a lot of different hats to make all that happen. So we certainly appreciate all of them. One person who wears many hats around here is Marcus Constantino. He is over in the score center, and Marcus, I believe, is ready with our poll question this week. I've got to quit looking at him. I'll quit that this week. He's just off camera. Why would I look at him when I can look into the camera? And there he is. Ryan, you would think uh, you weren't a TV person or something. <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of the camera right now. He's used to giving those kind of instructions. You know. <laughs> so last week's poll question, should the 22-game regular season limit be changed? 54% of voters say it should be more than 22 games. 37% of voters say no, the 22-game regular season limit shouldn't be changed. And only 9% of voters think it should be less than 22 games. Now, this week's poll question uh, relates to multi-sport athletes. Uh, should the number of practices required of fall sport athletes uh, coming to play winter sports uh, be reduced even further? I believe it's uh, seven practices right now. Uh, should it be reduced even further? You can go to basketballnight.com and cast your vote. You've got until 1145 next week. And, and one reason that we bring that up is, uh, obviously, if your football team makes a deep run or your volleyball team mm-hmm. makes a deep run, then that cuts into your ability to practice. Right. Um, there's also the rule that you have to be at practice like the following Monday to have that shortened uh, required practices to be able to play. If you miss that Monday, then you have to have the full allotment of 14. Yeah. And, uh, and that's going to take you about probably close to three weeks to get all those in. Right. Mm-hmm. And the AAA, you know, the Super 6 is, you know, a Friday, Saturday, and then you have to be at practice Monday. You have to be at practice Monday. I'm still celebrating. Get, yeah. yeah. Or, or I'm still got ice, one or the yeah, other. Really. You know. But um, the other side of that is that the whole idea of that is to make sure kids are in good shape. It's a absolutely right. – uh, <laughs> A uh, good rule to have, and the, I can the, guarantee you, if you played in Wheeling, you're in shape. I mean, yeah. you've just practiced football for you know 18 weeks, roughly. Uh, I would think yeah. that would suffice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it is two different types of in shape between football and basketball, but at the same time, that yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you. You're in shape. You know, you are in shape if you have made a deep run here into the football playoffs, especially. The other side of that is that, as always, uh, kids are a little more durable than the adults give them credit for being. Um, but I mentioned the, the, the well, like with Spring Valley, for instance, a couple of players who played in the football title game did not go to the Monday basketball practice, therefore had to sit out. Well, you know, it took a little while to get, get the practices. In. It took a little while to get into basketball 
the groove of things as was anyway. And uh, Spring Valley goes to Parkersburg South last night and beats the Patriots by 10 on the road. Hmm. Pretty good win for Spring Valley. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and also when you have a Doug Nestor who's about six foot seven, <laughs> clogging up the middle. They've got some athletes. And, now, and, yeah, you got Grayson Malashevich who uh, did not play last year. And then you know, they surround. They they are the supporting cast when it comes to basketball. They are not the stars of that basketball team. Uh, as a very very good basketball team, though, uh, in terms of one that I think can be a little bit dangerous. C.J. Meredith is a, a kid who's getting some. Looks, looks for, yeah. uh, and he, he's he's the basketball player among the athletes playing basketball uh, this year, so to speak. That makes sense to a lot of people, maybe not others. <laughs> you know, it's cause time. Rick Kozlowski will understand this with the Martinsburg Journal. It's a, something Martinsburg goes through every year. We've already talked about that. We talk about it every year with with cause it seems like, but the good times are definitely rolling. As anytime we have cause, the good times roll. Rick, welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Let the good times roll. Hey, wait a minute. New, hey, Year, New Year's Eve is Monday night, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick, how's it going? How's everybody doing? Yeah, we're great. I asked first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing good. I think we're doing good here. Yeah, I think we're doing okay. Passable. No. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this fine. Okay, right? well, 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 hey, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, goodbye. Yeah, that's all I want to know. Happy New Year. Cause time just gets shorter and shorter. It seems. Uh, you know, Rick, we talked about the the fact that we've, we've talked about this in, in uh, you know, a lot over the past few years with the success of Martinsburg football. And we talk about having to wait and having to get the basketball players kind of ready to play basketball who, are, who come from the football team. But from the, the standpoint of eligibility, do we require maybe a little bit too much of those kids who are shifting from one season to the next? Wow, that's a uh, that's a that's a tough thing because you know beyond going from football to basketball or wrestling in the winter, you know when you turn around in the fall or spring, I'm sorry, they are starting some of the spring sports before the state basketball championship ends. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, we're just like, you know, we're cramming the stuff together to, you know, to get these seasons going. I mean, you know, you know, would it be fair to delay it in some regards or, or is, does that come down to the individual schools, and I think Martinsburg kind of does that on their own. They don't really play games the first week of the boys' basketball season, and even the second week are kind of a little bit leery of going with that because of, of what the football team does. But they've sure come around real quick, haven't lost a game yet, won a big tournament, and don't hit South Carolina. Uh, I know they... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had a little uh, scrimmage game tonight. The, the results of uh, one team calling at the beginning of December to say that they wouldn't be coming to a tournament that they'd already committed to. And as a result, uh, I guess Martinsburg, Dave Rogers, the longtime coach who's into his 40 something years, called a hundred different teams to try to get 
into their into their tournament uh, to try to find somebody. And they got a couple of small Christian schools from the area that, you know, they're glad to, you know, I don't know if, they, I won't say a paycheck day, but, <laughs> you know, that they, they, well, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They, we know what you mean. Colleges yeah. have those things, yeah. You know, so they feed them some pizza, they get to play on, you know, against a good team, and, you know, and there's small, smiles all around, we hope. Martinsburg, of course, uh, winning that tournament in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and uh, you know, having also taking advantage of what is a, in effect a waiver to play on Sunday mm-hmm. because the championship game was Sunday. Yeah, that is. Uh, they have to appeal to uh, appeal to the SSAC to say, "Hey, can we do that?" And I know, I think last year as well, they had to, they could have played on Sunday. And I, I, I don't know how difficult it is to get that, but when these tournaments do these kinds of things, and you're in them, you know, I don't think you would just want to walk away and say, well, we can't play on a Sunday. I know generally the you know, the rule is uh, you know, no Sunday play, although in the spring, because of certainly you know, weather situations, they have the ability to play the baseball championship on Sunday, and if they have to move the track championship, that can be played on. That can be competed on a Sunday. So I mean, there's certainly there's uh, there's those times, but I think you know the, the general rule of thumb is you know try to avoid Sundays. I know they didn't let you go to Hilton Head <laughs> for the tournament. <laughs> didn't let him. They, well, well, you know, <laughs> or they Hilton, okay. Hilton Head's not going to allow the cause in right now. We'll just put. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, no, something that's hard to gauge sometimes these tournaments. I think it's safe to say that uh, you know those are good wins for Martinsburg. I don't know how great they are from in terms of what the caliber of competition was, but I don't know that Martinsburg could have done any more with it than what they did. So. What does Martinsburg no, leave out of their knowing? I think, you know, from from the looks of things, and and you know, I, I you know can't you know give a great answer to that that question, but I think Martinsburg faced a really high quality team in the semifinals, and that was probably the most competitive game they had, and the uh, the championship game wasn't as close, and I think I think. I think it was a good team that played in the semis, and you know, it's you know, do you get something from those those tournaments? Well, you know, you play three games in three days, which depending upon how you're seated in Charleston, you may have to play three games in three days. So, from that point of view, you, you certainly are experienced in that kind of regard. Something I think that you always get helped with these types of games is play. Uh, you know, being able to play against teams that play different styles. And uh, I mean, as much as the the thing is, and I want to finish uh, this thought with, with with this comment is that I think sometimes in West Virginia we tend to go, oh, they beat an out state team. That out state team's great. And it's like, well, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I have a high opinion of the quality of basketball within West Virginia. Oh, I think you're right, and you know I think it's just a matter of, of whom you play, and sometimes it's really hard to tell you know, how good an out of state team is. 
mean, well, certainly, you know, around here, uh, there's lots of crossover, lots of out-of-state teams that, that, that play because of our geographic location. But when you start playing some of these teams from Alabama and Tennessee, it's like, uh, okay, who has any kind of an idea? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I want to also say one other thing. When I, when I say that I, I feel very confident in the caliber of, of basketball in West Virginia, Martinsburg is one of the reasons why. Uh, they, they are certainly uh, off to as good of a start as it could be, undefeated. What more could you want? Uh, Rick, i, I got to let you go here before too long, but uh, you've got about a minute. Rick Kozlowski's New Year's resolutions. Would have probably been better if we'd warned you about this coming up. Give you some time to <laughs> oh, think about ready. it, maybe. I got but a feeling. You know what? You're a smart person. I'm going to cut you loose here. You have one minute. Go. I resolve to every show come in and tell no jokes, to be totally serious, and to give nothing but the facts. <laughs> You'll blow that week one. <laughs> Well, that's the last edition of Cause Time. No, no, obviously. Uh, Rick, we certainly appreciate uh, you taking the time out to talk with us each and every Friday night, right up against the the proverbial bewitching hour, and uh, certainly look forward to a new year as well. Hey, guys, we're going to throw confetti confetti in a couple days. Happy New Year's to all you guys. May May it be the great best year ever. Hey, I like that. That's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Thanks so much, Rick. All right, let's uh, just before we go here, we've got just a little bit of time left. This is the final time that you will see Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on Network West Virginia, which is uh, on many cable outlets, specifically Suddenlink related um, throughout West Virginia. Um, Network West Virginia will be going off the air before we come back to you next Friday night. Um, I want to thank the people at Network West at Network West Virginia who took the chance with us. Uh, I think it was two years ago now. Yeah, and a lot of and, people watched the show on yeah. that uh, facet. This is how my, this is how my my family around Wayne would just because you know it's easier to turn on it just turn it to yeah, channel two or wherever exactly. it may be. Don't need what it is to find a computer. Right. Find the you know, because you have to look it. through yeah. the house for a computer. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But uh, you know, get the web address and all that. Uh, but they they were very good to us, and uh, we thank them uh, for 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 taking a chance on us. And uh, you know, we certainly look forward to, to what the future holds there. Uh, and certainly want to thank all of our affiliates throughout the uh, Fast Break state. Sports Network and throughout the great state of West Virginia. This is the final time in 2018, guys. We come back next year. We'll flip the calendar over. That number on the end will be a nine instead of eight and uh, certainly look forward to all of that. We thank all of you on this holiday week for tuning in to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the entire cast, I'm Ryan Epling. Have a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the mountain state. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. 
The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.